the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. It is the SPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy is live in the Ingalls studio. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. All you got to do is go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. It's a Wednesday. There's there's action tonight. So Jeremy's got bangers coming your way at the end of this and the next hour. Also get some uh, either, neither, both in today. I don't feel like we... Ooh. Wow. I mean, Ooh. just take the microphone with you. Why don't you? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I, you knocked the sound cord out, so I figured I might That's as well. I did that. I did that. Um, Jeremy's got disaster scenarios he wants to go over um, in college football. Well, I mean, there's one thing that needs to be just it, – it's it's the biggest story of the day, and it's not close. Mm-hmm. The McRib is back. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy had his first McRib of the season this morning, thanks to an anonymous donor. On the morning show on 570 WWNC. It still makes me very cautious that you won't tell me who that was. Well, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it came to us. I, it's only the second time I've ever been on the, the morning show. First news with on 570 with, uh, tank and Mark Starling and all the, uh, all the good tomfoolery that comes from that. And they gave me a delicious McRib first one of the year. And for the first time in my life, I was able to say that I, I, had a McRib before anybody else did. And it was everything I dreamed it would be. Yep. We're 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 good over here. I got I, I did the sound come back? Uh I believe so. Okay. Well let's 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 hope so. Uh the plug wasn't unplugged, so I don't know what the don't know. what the monster don't know. machine is. Uh, but hey, we're live and we're doing radio. Uh it is time. On the show. There is an We have to talk about one thing that really, really pleases me because it allows me to play my favorite tune. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Okay, it was a couple of hours ago, but I wanted to play play the music anyway. Uh, Deshaun Watson. (laughs) He gone. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Back Satisfied Browns fan said his memorial will be Friday at 5 o'clock. Everyone is welcome. Uh, but no Ravens at the visitation. Yeah. Uh, and and here's what I will say to that. I'm not 100% sure that this is the death nail that people are making it out to be. Mm, I mean, it's, I get that they were – that defense is good enough to still win them games, mm-hmm. and they won a couple of games with P.J. Walker. But Yep. But you're not oh, I didn't, a threat. I, I didn't tell anything. you P.J. Walker was great, and I didn't tell you that, that Cleveland is – this probably takes you off the, the Super Bowl – bandwagon no doubt but i mean let's be all right let's facts don't care about your feelings stats don't care about your feelings Mm -hmm. let's be real honest here about where the cleveland browns sit with this knowledge that deshaun watson will not be playing for the rest of this season Uh, i'm gonna go through the schedule and and your schedules are important because who you play is is really paramount 
you tell me the team that they have upcoming that you're going to lose to without Deshaun Watson that you would have beaten with him. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers this week. That's going to be a no from me, Bob. All right. Uh, Denver Broncos. No. That's going to be a no from me. The LA Rams. The yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe. I doubt it. Depending they on... They don't beat good teams. We've been over this. Yeah. The Chicago Bears. Nope. The Houston Texans. Maybe. There it is. Found it. Found the one. The New York Jets. Mm-hmm. And the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this doesn't really change anything for your regular season outlook. <laughs> you might win one less game. Hey, you're still going to go to the playoffs because all those periphery teams in the AFC, they're all dead. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, dead. The New York Jets, dead. Tennessee Titans, dead. Mm-hmm. Didn't change anything. I, I mean, yes, I understand why, you're, why there's the gnashing of teeth. I've just seen from every Cleveland Browns fan that we should be taking their shoelaces away from them, and I'm not so sure that that's how you should be reacting today. Well, I mean, after you beat the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. you went— It was poorly timed, I'll give you that. Right, you went sky high, right? We saw we saw good Deshaun Watson in the second half of that game. He came back and won and beat the number one team in the league, and mm-hmm. or at least as far as our power rankings were concerned. And now— you got the Super Bowl juices flowing again. Uh, and, and I get that. And, and it's Lucy with the football. Every time you get close, something happens. I, I mean, and I I get everything you just said. You do understand you were six, that you're six and three currently. And we've seen good Deshaun Watson for one half of football the entire year. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just lost Pat Mahomes. Back satisfied Browns fan said, Jeremy, you had a very different reaction when your quarterback got hurt. You're right, because mine was really, really good. Uh-huh. And we went to really, really bad. You went from, meh, that's all good half. I've also seen, what's he played, six games this year? Six games. Mm-hmm. I've seen five and a half games of, meh. I mean, we're making this out like they lost the MVP. He threw for 1,100 yards total. You were still winning games without him. When he was god-awful to Jean, you but, were still fine. But what is it you always say? If I can't win at all, I don't want to win. I don't, and, and I don't disagree with that. And Browns fans find them play, find themselves in this place today. Mm-hmm. Of That's great. We, so, uh, say we win all those games that, that, that we are supposed to on this schedule that's left. So we're going to be twelve and four, and we're going to get knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. I'm not saying you're going to get dusted because nobody's going to dust that defense. No, I mean that's the thing. You are going to win games Except by running the football, playing good defense, and your quarterback would make a play every now and then. Mm-hmm. PJ Walker can do that. I mean, is it as good as Deshaun Watson at the high side? No, but is is average PJ Walker really markedly worse than what you've been getting from Deshaun Watson all season? No, I, I mean, no. The answer is no. He's not markedly different than what you've been getting, but it was the promise of what you could have gotten, right, that, that everybody was hanging on to. No, we knew this team was not going to win something big with bad Deshaun Watson. Man, it was the it? promise of good Deshaun Watson that made you think maybe he'll show up, and then he did, and now he's gone. And, and I fully I, – I, I get everything you're saying. I just – I saw the news and I went, ah, that's that's unfortunate. 
that was it? Yeah. I really wow. didn't have a big sweeping declaration of that. Wow. Actually, the first thing I thought was, man, wouldn't it be convenient if you had Josh Dobbs? Uh, if you'd <laughs> had the forward thinking to, I don't know, sign that guy. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah. You did, and you traded him to the Cardinals for a sixth round pick. Right. Oops. Uh, By the way, every time teams trade players for a sixth-round pick, I want to come back to this and go, hey, how's that logs never? Is that good? (laughs) Is that real good? Okay. Yeah, but what was I going to find otherwise? Was I going to find a decent guy down there? Ask yourself this question. If the Cleveland Browns had Jacoby Brissett or Josh Dobbs, would you have even changed your opinion about them today? Because I don't think you should have. The fact that it's god-awful P.J. Walker and a rookie that you put too much faith in. That's the reason this is a story. Yeah. It is. That's just yeah. are you're sitting here telling me that Josh Dobbs or, or Jacoby Brissett couldn't be a sixty one percent completion guy that had a touchdown a game and a little over half an interception a game? Mm-hmm. Really? No, but that's three fine. sacks a week. And you're telling fine. me I can't get that? And that's fine. But as I said, you 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 still weren't gonna win with those guys. Were you, you but, but be honest with yourself, were you gonna win with Deshaun Watson? You could have. That's the point. Well, and you could grow wings and fly around the studio. Absolutely. There's zero chance, though, of winning a Super Bowl now. Zero. I don't know. I just, I don't. <laughs> you don't agree? I think you were a long shot anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, because at the end of the day, ask yourself this question. You go up against Pat Mahomes and you had Deshaun Watson. Who has the advantage there? It's them by a billion D. You go up against Joe Burrow, who has the advantage there? It's them by a billion. That's not how you win games. It's one thing when your entire offense is predicated on this. And, and we're getting lost because we're paying him so much money, which that's a whole different ball of wax. Who has made more money for doing less things, Jimbo Fisher or Deshaun Watson? <laughs> well, so far it's Deshaun. Jimbo's Is check didn't come. Jimbo's check doesn't come till Friday. Yeah, but it's 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 on its way. It's, it's on its way. Oh yes. As soon as he cashes that ninety million dollar check or whatever is coming in, we should do an all. Holy good lord! You made how much? Team will be captained by one, Mister Deshaun Watson. Absolutely, all that money. But you still have hope. I think you still have hope. I mean, your defense is that good. Your defense in a game that Deshaun Watson didn't really do anything to keep you in until the very end. I mean, yeah, he completed all those passes, but with 10 minutes to go, were you sitting here going, man, this is uh, it's really been a coming out party for Deshaun Watson? No. Mm-hmm. You needed a Greg Newsome interception that he took to the house. You can still do that. You're going to have to be a little more vanilla. I get it. But you play a brand of football that works really, really well in in January. And if you're at home, which I still think you have a possibility of doing, they're going to have to come into your house and beat that defense. And that's going to be hard to do no matter who the quarterback is. No doubt about it. Still a chance to win a lot of games. Where I fall on this is do I trust Kevin Stefanski to put in a game plan that's going to work with with, uh, P.J. Walker or Dorian Thompson-Robinson? The answer to that is not really. Did it look worse? Did it look worse when Deshaun was gone? Did you notice? Mm. I didn't. I mean, but I'm I'm not the kind of guy that would notice a thing like that. That's why I asked you. <laughs> when he was gone, did the play calling change all that much? Did the scheme change all that much? Not tremendous. I mean, it changed for sure. Mm-hmm. As it's going to. But will it change enough 
to make a difference. You're not going to lose games to, you know, to the Rams probably. Definitely not the Bears. But you could get caught by a well-coached Pittsburgh team. A team that's beaten how many opponents I, I, this I year? I struggle to believe how that, many, that team's going to beat you in any time that matters. How many opponents? Six times this year they've won games and and been outgained by their opponents. Phil, uh, Pittsburgh's a team that finds a way to win games, just like the Cleveland Browns are now. See, that? I guess that's what this does for me, is when the Deshaun Watson news came out, yesterday we talked about him in the power rankings, and we had him at, what, four? Yes. We had him at four. They immediately dropped. Ten spots for me. They didn't for me. When Deshaun Watson went out. And I think because, that's insane that they dropped that far for you. Because, because now, what you just said is you think the uh, – let's see, I'm trying to think of a team off the top of my head that was in that ballpark. Who was at 14? Oh, you know, it would be really advantageous <laughs> if I had this on my computer. And I do. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. That's who was at 14. Yeah. You're telling me you like Buffalo better now than Cleveland? Because I'm going to tell you you're out of your mind if you tell me yes. Chances to win a title, yeah. I mean – I could, because I just can't see it. You're the one that always says you can't win with a mediocre quarterback. And so your eyes see the thing is your eyes already on the prize. I mean, that's great. We can win 12 games. Hell, maybe we will still win this division if somebody else trips up. But once we get into the into the playoffs, you got to have that big play. And, and maybe no this is PJ Walker to make that. play. And maybe this is where my preconceived bias is coming from. I didn't really think Cleveland had much of a shot to win a Super Bowl anyway. Mm-hmm. I think they're the fourth best team. Does that mean they had the fourth best shot to win the Super Bowl? No. I'd take Cincinnati over them. I'd take Detroit Lions over them. I'd take the San Francisco 49ers over them. And that's probably where it stops. Right. So for me, they probably fell from four to seven. Yeah. But, now you've, not- but now you've fallen, to me, you've fallen into a group of teams that can play good defense. Your offense is going to not be great, but... I mean, you're not as bad as the New York Jets, who are the poster child of that right it's now. It's so funny to me of how how different our reactions were to this. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? my the, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this news was, damn, the Houston Texans came out like a bandit that Deshaun Watson deal. <laughs> Do you realize what they got in that deal with all the picks? Tell me. Well, you got Kenyon Green with the, the first one, which... Didn't work. Uh, no. It's it's probably not the one that I would be jumping up and down about uh, because he's just not played, really. But the second pick you got from Cleveland was Will Anderson. That's the one you traded up to get to three with the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And then you've got another one coming this year that allowed you to trade your pick next year to come up and get Will Anderson. And you didn't pay the money. And it forced you to take C.J. Stroud. I'm just to a point of how rarely does it work out when you trade a superstar like that for the team that receives the superstar? Yeah. I think of the last handful of these. Deshaun Watson, this has not gone well so far for Cleveland. I don't care what your record. No. And you're stuck. Russell Wilson, that didn't work out so Worst trade in NFL history. This one's going to challenge that. Maybe. This one's going to challenge that for the sheer fact of now you have to look at Deshaun Watson and go, you're injury prone. We've had three separate stories this year of him getting hurt. This is the two of them. He was able to go back into a game and didn't. Mm-hmm. And now you're done for the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would feel great about that if I was Cleveland. Yeah. Well, you don't feel great about it, right? At, about it right now. 
you would feel much better about it if you had a safety net. I keep coming back to that Josh Dobbs name going, <laughs> man, that six-round pick better be real, real good, or that's right. going to look real, real bad. Right. But what does it mean for the rest of the division? That's a great question because you and I had a wager at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. that we put on the board that was if we had to put our money on it, who would be the team to finish in last place in this division? I think you're already out, in my opinion. Yeah, am I though? Because you, well, you went with Baltimore, uh-huh. and I don't think there's a chance that Baltimore's going to finish last in the division. But of course, injuries can happen. We know the late season things that can happen there in Baltimore. Uh, my pick was the Browns. And today's news made me feel a little bit better about that wager. So who is? At the top and the bottom of the north, we'll talk about it up next here on ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, we've got plenty to be thankful for, and it all starts with you. Thank you for continuing to trust us as your local grocer for the past 60 years. Thank you for your kindness in the aisles and your smiles at the register. Thank you for supporting our efforts to help our neighbors in need. Thank you for trusting us to feed your family with food from farms close to home. Thanks for everything, and happy Thanksgiving from our family to yours. Ingalls. Your neighbor for over 60 years. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It is ESPN Asheville. This is The Sportsocracy. And uh, you can come hang out with The Sportsocracy live tomorrow evening uh after the show we're going to be going straight from here over to the ingles on new leicester highway the one in Irwin hills 575 new leicester highway as we will be uh there in support of mana food bank and the ingles giving tree the lighting of the giving tree is coming up on monday of next week which we will uh also be in attendance for the uh ingles giving tree a great holiday fundraiser Life, love for everybody to be involved. Come by and see us uh, tomorrow, 4 to 6, at the Ingalls at 575 New Leicester Highway. Hey, and this year we're not doing a show during it, so we can be social. That's as right. opposed to being, you know, off in the corner while yeah. they're lighting it, which I'm a huge <laughs> fan of. Yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah, uh, we got that coming up. Come see us tomorrow and join us on Monday at the Asheville Mall for the uh, Ingalls Giving Tree. I've got, a, I've got a busy set of days. Yes. Got, yes, we uh, do. Got, got Ingles tomorrow. Got uh, do, doing a wedding on Friday. Right. I right. will not be here Friday. Yeah. Programming note: We will not have a show for you on Friday afternoon because Jeremy's got a wedding thing he's got to be out of town for. And uh, well, frankly, I've got things to do at the house. And got- <laughs> uh, we, but we will have the second round of the mock draft that came out last week coming mm-hmm. out on Friday in this very time slot. Well, so you can still see my bright shining face. 
While we're talking about the goings-on, we will also be uh, starring on the Ingalls Float in the Asheville Holiday Parade this Saturday morning. So uh, line up on the parade route and throw things at us. I'm uh, really glad you reminded me of that, or you would have been starring on it, because <laughs> I that had completely slipped my mind. Uh, yes, I uh, got an email about that yesterday. I'm sure I would have gotten another one where I went. That was the other yep. one. I knew there was yep. another one. Yep, yep. So it's going to be a very busy week for us. Uh, and then the holiday week next week, we'll just go ahead and tell you, Football Friday is going to be on Tuesday. Um, oh, yeah, because, uh, again, holidays. Yes. Uh, so we'll be off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday next week for the Thanksgiving holiday. Just a little update. That's why Jeremy said you can expect a little out of him because he just realized that he is off for eight of the next 11 days. Yes. And Yes, so I am. He, yeah, the effort level. Let the debauchery begin. <laughs> he's already already in vacation mode. He had a McRib this morning, and now he's realized he's on vacation for a while. And, yep. I'll be having two more directly after the show. Good for you. Yeah. It's it's cheat day. And and I, I cheat real big. That's, yeah. And I cheat real good. Go big or go home. Uh, like in the AFC North, you got to go big or you're going to go home because these teams are incredibly talented this weekend, we're going to find out at the top of the division with Cincinnati and Baltimore going head-to-head. -head. Actually, that's Thursday, right? Yes, that's, that's, that's tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, my gosh, that's tomorrow. I love it. Our primetime games this week, have uh, they took a step up. They did. They did. We're going to book in the weekend with this one and then Philly and Kansas City yes. on Monday night. Four of our top five in the power rankings play each other on Thursday night and Monday night. Mm -hmm. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. And then there's that mediocre bowl on uh Sunday night football. It was Minnesota and Denver. Denver. There you go. Looks less mediocre today than it did a week ago. Sure it does. Sure it does. Because we laughed and said gross about it last week. Now it's kind of got some intrigue. Uh, but who wins this division now with the Deshaun Watson injury? Um, I really didn't think that these that, that Cleveland was winning the division with Deshaun Watson. Uh, it was I did be close. and I still do. Really? Mm -hmm. Because of the schedule? The schedule is brutally bad. And then you look at what Baltimore gets, and you look at what Cincinnati gets, and you look at how little I believe in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I still think there's – I mean, the percentage might have gone down for me 10%. Mm -hmm. It's not that much. Really? Tell me which of the things that I'm getting ready to say. When I say something inaccurate, you tell me that that's the one. Baltimore has a history – of going full grumper in December. Okay, mm -hmm. here are the games they play in that month. Their bye week is the first week. Then they play the Rams. Okay, I get it. Then you go at the Jaguars, at the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. That has letdown possibility written all over it. Yep. Whether you win Thursday night or not, it doesn't really matter. You're one game clear of Cleveland. One. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Pittsburgh does not score easily. And when it gets cold, more is going to fall on Kenny Pickett because you could kind of jam the box to keep them from running. But if I said anything inaccurate here? No, no. Okay. Uh, the other team in that division is the Cincinnati Bengals, who are a game behind the Browns. They, get the, the, they and the Browns play the last week of the season, and you still have games with the Chiefs and with the Ravens. Yeah, but the advantage here is all on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's got a one-game advantage. That is the only advantage they have. And the fact that I think they are a little bit better. Right. But I'm not going to be shocked if something happens to Lamar. I mean, I don't want to forecast injuries, but 
this would be year four in a row that something happened to him in December. Right. I I don't think it's the 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 end all be all. Yeah, you said you felt better about Cleveland finishing last in this division. I I don't in any way. Really? Yeah, we both said Pittsburgh Steelers wrong. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh is no doubt the chief candidate here. We've said that that's fake, right? That's non-sustainable. You can't continue to be outgained in every game and still end up winning most of them. You're six and three, right? Is that uh, the- yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers are faker than Dolly Parton's bazoombas. <laughs> <laughs> you take it on, cuz. Take it easy on, cuz. Uh, He's related to Dolly Parton, if you wonder why he that's, says that. You better stop that. She, she my kin. Uh, yeah they're not winning this division they're probably not going to finish in last it's it it, the Steelers are my favorite to finish in last because of how offensively limited that team is but is it going to surprise me to see PJ Walker take over here and the Cleveland Browns turn into the a, a little bit better facsimile of the New York Jets no not really They'll have a shutdown defense, but that offense is still going to average line 20 is, points the, the a game. The line is exponentially better. Mm-hmm. Your weapons are exponentially better. Okay. Okay, Let's. I'll, I'll give you Garrett Wilson is better than Amari Cooper. Tell me the next thing that they win. Yeah, I'd rather Running have Brace Hall. He also has no offensive line, and every team in the league knows that's what you're trying to do. And would you rather have Zach Wilson than P.J. Walker? You don't want me to answer that. Really? Behind this line? Uh, six, one, one, half dozen, the other. Okay. I'm just I mean, saying, the only way head, I'm that's... saying yes to that is if uh, devil I know versus devil I don't know. Right. I would say yes. Tight to me, ends, to me that would be Cleveland's. pretty easy. It's, uh, it's not pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, I'd definitely rather have Cleveland's tight ends. You don't have one of those. And the rest of the receivers. Yeah. And the defenses are equal. And I guess that's my point, is I'm looking at the AFC right now going, I can kill off one, two, three, four, five, six, debatably a seventh team. I mean, there's only really nine or ten teams left in the AFC. Yes. You get into the the playoffs, you catch a couple advantages, you catch a snow game or something off the wall. Somebody's going to have to beat that defense in bad weather, and I struggle to believe that P.J. Walker or Deshaun Watson changes that. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Mm-hmm. So. So it didn't this change is what, all that much. Not really. And it, not really. And it did change something for me. Um, but there again, didn't think P.J. Walker could win, what, two games already with this team? So what do I know? You're in the sportsocracy. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be time to get just a bit outside. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is the sportsocracy live on ESPN Asheville. Time to get just a bit outside. And, uh, Jeremy, you love McRib sandwiches. Oh, it's it's a chef's kiss. I will have um, three of them before this day is over. Uh, yeah. Uh, we found out today that you're pretty good at constructing sandwiches. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, if the radio thing doesn't work out, I got a future as a McRib constructor. But I understand that there's an NFL player that has uh, gotten your goat because of the way he builds sandwiches. I, I, I was already feeling some kind of way about Lions' former first-round pick, Jameson Williams. Mm-hmm. I now... I am completely convinced that he is both a bust and completely out of his mind. He shared a picture uh, on his InstaFace of his McDouble sandwich, which the McDouble is one of the most underrated sandwiches in all of fast food lore. And in the Daily Draft today, we will be drafting fast food accoupement. <laughs> what? Uh, fast food stuff. Ah. Best fast food items, I guess. Bingo. There we go. McRib. See, here's the good thing about gameplay. I know I don't have to take it early because Tank doesn't like him because his palate is broken, ah. which means I get a free layup in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, he adds something strange to his McDouble, though. It's an Oreo McFlurry. You're a psychopath. That's the only way I can even possibly be. <laughs> French fries. I've always thought that was weird that people dunk their French fries in, in ice cream. Yeah, that's good that's love weird it. love it and you people say oh it's the salt and sweet yeah well one's really hot or supposed to be to be i don't know edible mm-hmm. and you're cramming it in ice cream mm-hmm. gross <laughs> that is, that is that you is, don't know what's good stop it oh it's awful i see people do that i'm like then that guy right there as i see him dunk his french fries in a frosty that guy's three bad days away from being son of sam three <laughs> It's completely normal activity. Don't you listen? It to is him. not normal. It is weird, and it is. It is this not like super straight? How do you even come up with that? I have no clue. If you don't smoke recreational crimes, at what point do you go? I'm gonna pour my McFlurry on my cheeseburger. Hey, maybe he had, a, you know, Jameson Wilson. Will bleh, Jameson Williams doesn't have great hands, so maybe he dropped his McFlurry on his burger one time and went, you know what? I'm gonna eat it anyway. And he did, and now he can't stop doing it that way. There's only one way to eat a McDouble, and we all know what it is. I can't say its name on this show, 
but I mean, we call it the menage à ah, trois. I know which one you're talking the about. The menage à trois. I know what you're doing. It's, it's weird that you would end that story that way. Oh, that's the with, only way to eat a McDouble. With the story that I'm getting ready to tell. You get the McChicken, uh, and you put the chicken in betwixt the, the burger. Mm-hmm. And that is a McFattis. Speaking of chickens, do you know about the chicken ranch? Do you know what, what the chicken ranch is? Do I look like a man that would know anything about a place? Now, the bunny ranch, that would be more my speed. Apparently, there's a place in Las Vegas called the Chicken Ranch. It's the fabulous chicken ranch, and it's just like the bunny ranch. That's You get you get things that are not, you know, animals there. A um, couple of ladies at the uh, chicken ranch offering their services this weekend because there's a big sporting event in town. I feel like we the, they're not the first one to do this. Didn't the Bunny Ranch do this for the Super Bowl? It sounds like something that I probably told a story about long well, the, ago. The big F1 Grand Prix in Las Vegas is this weekend. And so uh, Al- Addison Gray and Alice Little, who are residents of the chicken ranch, are offering their services for free this weekend to all formula one drivers now i don't know if you have to bring like a formula one card with you or if there is going to be a massive security team on hand to make sure that you're not just wearing a race suit that you stole from somebody so you can get free stuff at the chicken ranch okay so i may have missed when you disclose this what exactly does the chicken ranch do they're the bunny ranch but owned by different people so why would you call it the Chicken Ranch? Uh, it's the Fabulous Chicken Ranch. That's, that's what they call the it. The Chicken Ranch sounds like where the guy that asked if you wanted to buy his rock would go. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a term here that I'm really wanting to say. Man, I've, I've yeah. flirted with some lines here. Yeah. Uh, that, that is the first thing I thought of when you just said that this was a nefarious place. I had never heard of the Chicken Ranch before. Um, the only Chicken Ranch I know of is the Chicken Bacon Ranch. And that is a lovely, lovely sandwich. I feel like that's a promo coming sometime <laughs> soon. One of them loves the bunny ranch, and one of them loves a good chicken bacon ranch. Exactly. That explains the dichotomy of this show. When you do this, when you're inviting, you're inviting, <laughs> you're inviting a lot of, I don't know, unwanted attention. Don't you think? I just, I, I don't understand how any of these. People make money when they give it away for free. You ever heard that term? You don't. I don't know. Why would I buy the cow if you would sell the milk for free? I don't know. Any here's the here's the statement. Any driver that wants to uh, get their hearts racing and celebrate the F1 with me and Addison will be treated to 100% complimentary coitus. Our discount. Complimentary. <laughs> which they're which they're giving. I don't think giving. you want that on. I don't think. <laughs> they're giving a discount to everybody else who's in town for F one weekend. Fifty percent off. This is one off. way to drive up ratings, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe Major League Baseball should try this. Fifty <laughs> percent off. Oh God, could you imagine which one of these places would offer this to? <laughs> Golden Oldies is offering uh, free lap dances to anybody that watches the World Series. Our discount will help <laughs> Vegas visitors and residents blow off some steam with a couple of generous ladies so that they can chill out during the race. Everyone who made F1 in Vegas possible deserves a break, and we are here to provide some well-oiled appreciation. 
I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, 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 I, I, I will take no questions after I make this statement. Oh, God. If you ever want one of these places to hang up on you, just ask what order you're in for the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question they never want to answer. Uh, nope. It's the only one I want to know. Uh, yep. Yep. It is the Sportsocracy, ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I don't have to be first, but I damn sure ain't going to be last. <laughs> <laughs> you can't try to talk over me. I was getting that I mean, line out of it. Kill me. I was just trying to move on. And didn't matter just, where it fell in that particular segment. I was getting that line in. Can't make it worse. Uh, all right, time to play the fun game. Either, neither, or both. Jeremy Green, what's uh, the biggest question on your mind right now? Well, I have a few of them. I feel like you answered my first question because I was going to ask a uh, a Cleveland brownie question. Okay. So, I'm going to ask another question that's been rattling around in my head for the better part of the last day. Knowing what you know now, if you had it to do all over again, which one of these two was a better prospect? Trevor Lawrence or C.J. Stroud? Oh, which one was a better prospect? Let's just say we all, somehow the NFL breaks down and we have a Madden-style draft where Everybody goes into the pool. Mm-hmm. Which one you taking first? C.J. Stroud. I don't think it's even close. No. no. I really don't think it's even close. It's not close at this point. Um, unfortunately, Trevor has years of tape for me to look on and see what he's like as an NFL quarterback. I think and the granted, years of tape are what actually kills him. And granted, while it uh, you know while it has changed, it has gotten a little bit better, and he still not great i've seen greatness from cj stroud already and it makes me feel like i can build on that i've seen greater from cj stroud in 10 weeks than i've seen from cj than than i've seen from trevor lawrence in four years and before you tell me oh well he went into a better situation did he did he really? Oh, well, I mean, the I mean, Houston Texans did. were the biggest dumpster fire in the NFL, and I'm not sure it was all that close. I was going to say, he did get D'Amico Ryans his first uh, year out as a I head coach. I got that, and Trevor got Urban Meyer. Right. I'm well aware of that. Roster for roster, which one did you seriously like better going in? That Jaguars roster or this Texans roster? And, you know, it's weird. Receivers with good quarterbacks – you know, we we didn't think Nico Collins was all this with Davis Mills, did we? Noah no. Brown, he didn't look like this with Dak Prescott. He did at times. It, he had a couple of big games. He last had year. a couple decent games. Biggest game of his career was against the Cincinnati Bengals this week, mm-hmm. and he's their four. It's just Dalton Schultz. I think he's been better with the Texans than he ever was with the Cowboys, and he was pretty good with the Cowboys. That's just been rattling around in my head of if we did if that somehow happened, who are the first handful of picks in that? Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know. I'd take CJ Stroud over both of them. Because of I don't have to pay him. Yeah. He's yeah. twenty one years old making circus peanuts. Yeah. And I get four years of that. I don't yeah, I don't Now I'm not saying he is a better player. I'm saying I'll ride the the lightning and take the chance. Right. You'll take the deal with the less money. I get it. I can see that. 
true fantasy draft, would you take him number one overall? I'm not sure that I wouldn't. Hmm. My homes would be my two solely because he's that elite mm -hmm. and he's on a deal that's going to age quite nicely. Mm -hmm. And Joe was three. Either Joe or Trevor's three. I don't know which one. Or Micah Parsons. You're throwing him in. Uh, no, my first 12 <laughs> will be quarterbacks. My first 12. Just so you can trade them all? Is that is that where you're going? I mean, and they're they're all elite. The difference comes into the contract. Yep. Uh, Chris Oder asked in the YouTube comments, would you trade Joe Burrow for C.J. Stroud straight up doing part of the contract? I, I don't know. I'm really glad I don't ever have to make that decision, and both of their GMs are too. Yeah, exactly. And I really I don't even want to I don't even want to kick that beehive because I'm not sure what my response is going to be. And mine would be no. Mine would be no. If I got him in the building, I'm definitely not getting rid of him. I'm definitely not taking Joe Burrow out of my locker room to throw C.J. Stroud in there because he's been good for eight games. And, and that's just a super hypothetical. But yeah, absolutely. Um. All right, since we're doing hypotheticals here. I do like a good hypothetical. Uh, this is really just an either or neither. Um, I guess we could change this to either, neither, or other. Jimbo Fisher's next coaching job will be in the SEC, in the ACC, or nothing. Uh, it will be neither of those. Really? No. The fact he can recruit, look, the thing about Jim Bob is that you get to this point of your career, you were a headache to a point at LSU, but you were super controlled by Nick Saban. You were a headache at Florida State, and literally every booster, every member of the administration, every anybody affiliated with that school will tell you the same thing. He was a nightmare to deal with. Florida State fans were happy. Boosters were happy when he took the Texas A&M job. Now you've been paid $76 million to go away. I don't know who would be desperate enough that he would be willing to take the money they're offering. There are only three career paths to me for Jim Bob Fisher. Mm -hmm. He's either going to take one of those rebuild your image jobs, Arkansas State, Louisiana Monroe, Jacksonville State, one of these small level schools that's that, that's decently good. Jacksonville Sanford. State's one's good. Does he go back to his alma mater of Samford? Oh, I mean, they would hire him in a heartbeat, but I think he's going to get his first paycheck and go, I made seven times this sitting on my couch. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, fun stat, he'll make $26,000 a day for the next eight years. Think about what I just said. Good for him. Um, Or he will find some super desperate school. I would have to imagine it would be in the Southeast. Georgia Tech is one that came to my mind. Mm -hmm. But he'd have to be willing to take the money. Because that's the ones I'm looking at. That, because I think that would be – there. we will get to a point. I don't know when it is, maybe next year, year after that. He will be somebody's fallback option. Well, the, the problem with Jimbo is that he's never pro proven that he can win – without the money the the florida state job was prime real estate when he took it mm -hmm. that's one of the rare instances where 
we always say you don't want to be the guy that replaces the guy. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaced the guy. Bobby had hung around for so long and the results on the field had gotten to such a point that it was almost like Bobby had replaced himself. Then you come in with all the money. The boosters are desperate to win. They're willing to do anything you ask. They're building new locker rooms and new training facilities and upgrading the stadium. That was a perfect scenario for him. The problem is that he never stopped asking for more. And then the money dried out. And when the money dried out, he ran away. And he went to Texas A&M to a place where the, where the well will never run dry. The only problem is that he didn't win. So, I mean, no high-end school is looking at Jimbo Fisher going, yeah, let's do that. This screams Ole Miss basketball to me when they hired Chris Beard. Yep. Because he was the coach of one of the top teams in the country. He got fired for a, a personal conduct issue, and they went, you know what? We're bad enough that we're going to catch him at a discount, and we'll enjoy two or three years before he bounces to another job. Because with his, as young as Jimbo is, that is possible. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I have not heard yet, and I won't be shocked if this is the if this is where this goes, is he is the next in a very long line for the Nick Saban Rehabilitation Clinic. That does make a lot of sense. And Brings before you the say OC. they wouldn't do that because all the things they said, go back and look at that track record of guys that have been on his staff and things that they have said about one another over the years. Mm-hmm. Jimbo would be the high side of that, but he wouldn't be the first. There was a time where Lane took some shots. No in doubt. And then he ended up on his staff. And they, from everything I've heard, absolutely detested each other by mm-hmm. the end. But it was so good. It was so good that Nick knew there was a benefit to having him in the well that's what nick has always done so well Mm -hmm. is that nick doesn't really get nick doesn't have to like you nick saban looks at everybody and goes can you help me win yes or no and if the answer is yes then i have a place for you are we going to be best friends no are we even going to speak to each other i've heard him and kiffin didn't even speak to each other for extended periods of time didn't matter yeah I had not thought about the rehab assignment. He could very well do the rehab assignment with Alabama and then bounce back to a big-time job from there. But I feel like somebody he's not going to be out there long. Especially, I mean, if he doesn't want to, somebody's going to give him a job. And I think it's going to be a team in the ACC or in the SEC, one of these bottom feeders, South Carolina Gamecocks or the – I don't know, Missouri when Eli Drinkwitz leaves. Or... And he's he's going to. Of course he is. He, he's going to he's leave. He's got the team in the top. Do they make the top ten this week? Uh, or they're just they're outside, right of, the outside of the top ten? right outside of it, I think. With the, with the loss to Georgia, they fell, and then they bounced back after the Tennessee law, uh, win, so I can't remember if they bounced back into the top ten or not, but they're right outside it, if not inside the top ten. And, of course, he's going to leave. Missouri would take a swing like that. I just don't know that that's the one you want to do it with. Uh, I have one more quick. Oh, okay. Uh, Usually I am the one that evaluates talent for the NFL draft. And I will be, obviously, a lot moving forward. Second round of the mock draft comes out on Friday. Either, neither, any. With Quinn Ewers saying he's coming back to Texas, is there another quarterback that you feel even remotely good about in this draft class? I'm looking Michael Penix, I'm looking Bo Nix, I'm looking J.J. McCarthy, I'm looking Jaden Daniels. Are there any of them that you think can turn into good quarterbacks, good starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and if so, which one? Yes. Um, I'm I'm not big on Penix, 
But his I, throwing motion's really long, but I like the kid a lot. But I'm pretty high on JJ McCarthy, and I'm pretty positive that Jaden Daniels is going to be something. Jaden Daniels is the one. Jaden Daniels is the one I keep coming back to going, you know, if we take that Arizona State thing out of it, when you've gotten high-level coaching, you've been really good. And he's a really good runner. Are there things that need to be – edges that need to be smoothed off? Absolutely. But the more I look at Jaden Daniels, and maybe I'm letting the Jalen Hurts thing haunt me, of I didn't see an NFL quarterback in him, and I did not project that a team would build their whole offense around him, I think you can do that with Jaden Daniels. That's the way of the NFL now. You find a quarterback that is so good at so many things, you have to build an offense around him. Day by day, the NFL is becoming more and more like the college game. Absolutely. You get elements every, every and, single year. And week. that's why these guys who we used to look at and go, no, he's not going to make it at the next level because he's too athletic or he's too skinny or he's too whatever your excuse was for guys in the past that were these mobile quarterbacks that doesn't exist anymore in the nfl to a certain degree the reason that i wanted to ask this was so that i could say Jaden daniels is officially my number three quarterback in this class with the news on queen yours and he is getting eerily close to drake may and caleb williams after i looked at the tape again I'm not sure he's not going to be in my top 20. And right. neither Drake nor Caleb are in my top eight. You're in the Sportsocracy. And this is ESPN Asheville. Jeremy's bangers for the night coming up next. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop customer apparel shops running a small business is no small task at home trust bank we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring your dreams are our business and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally visit your local home trust branch or anytime at htb.com Member FDIC. Coffee's the closer's on. Get him the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. It's a action Wednesday, and we hope that tonight goes as well as last night did, because we went five and one with action bangers. We try to continue the winning tonight. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. The Buffalo Bulls, not Bills, Bulls, traveled to Miami of Ohio tonight. The Red Hawks are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Look, this is a really simple game to figure out. Buffalo's not very good. Miami still has a shot at making it to the MAC title game, but they're going to need a little help, and they have to win tonight. 
Miami's also one of the best teams in the country at covering. They're 6-0 and this year as favorites, and over the last two years, there are only a handful of teams in major college football that have actually covered spreads at as good of a clip as Miami of Ohio. So I'm taking the Red Hawks minus the nine. I don't think this game's particularly ever close, and it could be a low-scoring slugfest. Other game of the night, Ohio is an 11-point favorite at home against lowly and god-awful Central Michigan. All right, it took me time, but I finally figured it out. Curtis Rourke, he's a dog for Ohio. Central Michigan is not good at all. This could easily be an absolute bloodletting because Central Michigan is historically bad against the pass. So this one's easy. Give me the Bobcats minus the 11. They win in a walk. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls Studio. Back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere on uh, the earth, on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel. Join us in the chat today. You know, normally when we come back from a football weekend, it's called a... a victory Monday sometimes if your team wins. But today, I feel like today is a victory Wednesday because all is right with the world. The Georgia Bulldogs, two-time national champions, back at number one in the college football playoff rankings last night. The committee jumped Georgia to number one over Ohio State. Congratulations, your fourth team is in uh, first. Great. Michigan in third, Florida State fourth. That would be your uh, college football playoff. We're the season to end today, but we still have a lot more to shake out. Obviously, Michigan and Ohio State will face each other. Well, I mean, this was was always how this was going to go, is that Georgia would position themselves to be number one. Mm -hmm. Ohio State and Michigan will play each other. The winner will jump you. Whenever the when whoever wins that game is going to be the one the following week, the question is: Do you do they remain the one when you beat a, if you were to beat Alabama in the SEC title game? Mm-hmm. That is no longer a no doubter to me. That right. is back fully in the if column. What did we beat Alabama in the? Yes, uh, yes I would agree with that. Uh, and at this point, I still think Michigan's the best team in the country. You're Georgia is markedly closer, but I still don't think you're there solely because I don't know. I, I saw a meme from a, a Georgia fan, and I don't remember now off the top of my head who it was, of the vicious cycle of being a Georgia fan Yep, is you haven't played anybody, plays a top 15 team. Well, they weren't any good anyway. Yep. And you just go in this vicious cycle. I get it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it's with the way the SEC's laid out this year. That was always destined to be the case until you won the SEC title game. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing for you is, and I say you as metaphorical, you with, with Georgia, Georgia, right? is that Alabama has put themselves in a position 
to be that reputable win that could make you the one. I don't know if they will see that as better than beating Ohio State or beating Michigan. I don't know. It's the body of work that would come into play there because at that point, what do you have if you're Ohio State or Michigan? You have that win. You have the win Penn over State. Penn State. Ohio State has a win over Notre Dame. Yeah, but Notre Dame is down there in the rankings. Georgia Still in the top 20. Georgia would end up, I mean, should things stay pretty much the way that they are, these teams win out, which I don't think anybody's got a big landmine left on their schedule between Missouri, uh, Mississippi, and uh, Alabama. I mean, obviously Alabama would lose to Georgia, but they won't lose much. What I'm saying is by the end of the season, Georgia would have three wins inside the top 12 possibly. Which would none of the, I, I, which no. would outweigh Ohio State. And I, Michigan I don't know. It just depends on how they weigh that. Mm-hmm. Because to me, if you're outside of the top ten, you're completely irrelevant. To me, there are eight teams in college football. That's it. Outside of that, none of your wins matter because the top eight are so markedly much better than everybody else. I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would view it. Now, will the committee view it that way? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I said a long time ago, you have you painted yourself in a corner with the, the first ranking, and you have done nothing but continue to do that since. Well, I've been surprised that since they did that with the first ranking, that they have left your team at four. I'm not. I am super you surprised. You get crucified. Uh, you would absolutely get crucified. Yeah, I guess. Florida State's played one of, by, this is by every analytical metric, they played one of the best schedules in the country. They have one of the strongest strength of, of records in the country, and you drop them out of the top four, you would get killed. you get killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, that's that was the second thing I was going to say, is Florida State has pretty much cemented their spot so long as they went out. Because Louisville is going to be a top 10 team when they play because they don't have another game they could lose. I don't know how much you, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 haven't, I don't know where I haven't seen the strength of record standings or what at this moment, but... I mean, Washington beats Oregon State this week. That's that's three weeks in a row they will have beaten a top 25 team, and I thought they were going to jump you on the first one. Like, when when they beat USC, I thought they were going to jump you. Well, they're not jumping Florida State. You don't think so? No. It's not going to happen because you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. See, this is is where I was coming from with that first ranking, is that I can't tell you anything you just said is wrong Mm -hmm. because Washington has the second best strength of record. Georgia is six. Well, now you jump Georgia in spite of the fact that all of the metrics that you say matter, they don't have any of them. Mm-hmm. This is where the maddeningly inconsistent comes in. Strength of record, Ohio State is one. Washington is two. Florida State is three. Michigan's four. Texas is five. Georgia is six. The dumbfounding part of that is that Texas is ahead of Georgia with a loss. That is super rare in strength of record. Mm-hmm. That's how bad Georgia's schedule has been. Yeah. 77th in the country. Yeah. And you can give me Ole Miss. You can give me these, these mid-tier teens teams you've beaten. It doesn't matter. You don't have a signature win. Alabama is your shot at a signature win. Because to me, whoever wins out in the Big Ten – that's probably your one. That's probably your one because I don't think Georgia can overcome all of the 
good God, awful. I mean, you went six weeks where you didn't play a team that's going to be bowl eligible. Yeah. That's hard to do. Yeah, the beginning of the schedule was absolutely terrible. Now, um, I don't know, as we... Do you know where what, FPI has you right now? And now, I need to... I need to what to, ranked amongst the country or yes, I, I need to preface this with I think FPI may possibly be the stupidest thing I've ever heard, seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. They have Michigan one, Ohio State two, Oregon is three, uh, Alabama is four. Mm-hmm. Alabama's ahead of Georgia with a loss. <laughs> think about what I just said, and your five is Penn State. Penn State is five with two losses. Which is ridiculous. This is a metric that ESPN actually uses with a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. That's a ridiculous. Uh, I, you got no qualm yeah. out of me. Wow. Georgia's six, Oklahoma's seven. They're all ahead of Florida State, by the way. I don't even understand kind of what that's based on. I don't. Um, uh, wow. Uh, you want me to tell you what I think it is? Because yeah. I've tried to figure it out for 11 weeks. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Biden did what Hunter Biden does <laughs> and then threw darts at a board and went, there's your ranking. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, you know, because part, part of me looks at this and goes, okay, so if, if it wasn't the strength of record that vaulted Georgia to number one, then how much is the eye test on this? I don't think it's eye test. I think it's public narrative. Okay, I, I really do. That's that's always that's what swayed me on the the four team playoff this year. Completely swayed me. I was dead set against a twelve teamer. Yes, I am dead set against the five seven model. I hate it. Why? I, I hate it less than the six six. If you don't know what I'm talking about, five seven is five conference champions and seven at large bids. Mm-hmm. It should be four eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you we're, know we're going to get to a point where you're just like screw it? It's just all at at large bids. Because I think you've come I, down on that every week. I have no aversion to twelve at large bids. Yeah, I, I don't. It's the same thing I say about the NFC South. Okay, so you beat a bunch of uh, dog piddle. And because you did that, I'm going to reward you. I, 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 that logic doesn't, that math don't math to right, me. Right. Do you even know who that team would be this year? The top power five, power, a group of five. Yes. Is it because Tulane? the back 12 is not going to exist. Is it Tulane? Uh, still? no, it's not. Who is it? I mean, let me, I, I'm not looking, I'm looking at the wrong rankings. Oh. It may still be Tulane. I think it's two, two lanes at 24. They dropped one spot this week. That is the one. That is the one. Yeah. Yay. I mean, I know they beat what they beat USC last year in a bowl game. Yes. So in a bowl game that USC oof. didn't even want to play in. No. Uh you're this close to the Liberty Flames being a automatic qualifier. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent good. Yes. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. When we originally talked about this, it was. I f- I thought it was the five seven. You were but you were against the five seven model, because we wanted we wanted six and six. I it? never wanted six and six. I thought six I and six was I had dumb. Argument. Maybe it wasn't you. I was having that argument. It with. wasn't me. 
Let me put it this way. I can call that argument anytime you want to. Anything that's going to give me Tulane or Liberty or any of these <laughs> other mediocre schools in a right. playoff, I can guarantee you I was not the one that said it. Right, right. I mean, I'd be happy cutting it to four, right? The Just the four big champions. And then we go all at largest after that. I'm, See, I'm I don't think it's necessary. The, the four big champions are going to get in regardless. Of course they are. So I, I don't need that to be a, well, you get in automatically. Then, uh, okay. Facts. Don't care about your feelings. 12 best teams in the country. Of course you do. But that's but that's how you sell it, right? Uh, I, I don't care about selling it. Well, uh, you, I mean, you have I, to sell it here's to the other I members of the group. I, I'm, have you ever seen that meme with uh, Jim from The Office where he's got the little board sitting beside him? Uh, $40 bajillion. End of pitch. Uh, I'm done. Do you know how much this is going to make? That's all the pitch I need. Right. Uh, Georgia goes to one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, Florida State four. Outside of Washington and Oregon, uh, nobody else really has a play here other than Alabama should they win the SEC championship. Texas. What can Texas, Texas do? Texas no doubt has a play. And that, What is their play? That's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Oh. Because there are some potential landmines here. Uh, I've been slow rolling this. I waited to have this talk until your Georgia Bulldogs went to one mm -hmm. because you have boo-booed in your pants. And if you're not careful, the college football playoff committee right now has done such a poor job of this. And they have painted themselves into such a corner that there are a handful of scenarios that could play out that would be an absolute disaster and texas is directly involved in two of them we'll find out what those are coming up next here on espn Asheville. we're back counting down to kickoff let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with beast unleashed presented by monster brewing number one beat the heat unleash the beast with bold familiar flavors zero caffeine and zero sugar number two running the option there's four to choose from white haze each perfect scary berries and my personal favorite mean green and number three at six percent abv max protect always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over beast unleashed available at your local retailer Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique brand and items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com, your one-stop custom apparel shops. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. This is your Exergen Temporal Scanner weather forecast on ESPN Asheville. 
Rain chances will go up but just a bit as we look ahead toward the latter part of the week. This afternoon, I still like cloudy. I don't think we'll see much of any sunshine and cool upper 50s. Overnight tonight, becoming cloudy upper 30s. Tomorrow, becoming sunny with highs pleasant in the low 60s. And the clouds will thicken back up. and We'll have a chance of rain late Thursday night to Friday morning. It'll taper off to showers. Really not a great chance. Highs will be in the low 60s. From the Weather Channel, I'm Ray Stachik. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. It is ESPN Asheville. It's 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Disaster scenarios could be on hand for college football. So says Flostradamus Jeremy Green. What kind of disaster scenarios are you talking about here? Well, the ideal is that everybody wins. If everybody Mm -hmm. wins, you have no problem. Right. The Big Ten will sort itself out. But the problem falls if, what if everybody doesn't? Okay. And then you start trying to put lipstick on pigs. Because that's how this will go. All right, ideally, you get the Big Ten champion, Michigan or Ohio State, whoever beats the other, they win the Big Ten title game, they're locked in. Mm-hmm. Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC title game, they've won out, they're 13-0 and champion, they're in. Florida State beats uh, North Alabama, Florida, and Louisville. Whoa. They've got enough wins, they're in. Pac-12 champion, whoever wins that, they're in, and you really hope it's Washington because then you got four undefeated teams. This is really hunky-dunky. It ties off in a neat little package. But here's where the problem comes in. How, if Oregon wins, let's say Oregon beats Washington mm-hmm. and Ohio State loses to Michigan State and does not get to the to the Big 12, Big 10 title game, I mean 12s and 10s, mm-hmm. How do you tell me that you're going to put Ohio State in over or Oregon in over Ohio State? You won the conference. That's the only advantage you have. Mm-hmm. Everything else goes to Ohio State. You both have one loss. Ohio State's one loss is to the best team in the country. At worst, the two. Right. Their strength of record has been better the entire time. Oregon's at nine right now. And so you're telling me all those things are just going to go out the window. We're going to throw in Oregon because they're Pac-12 champion. Good luck selling that. Yeah. Because it will not sell well. You mark my words. No. And then is the real disaster theory. Mm-hmm. What if one of those other four teams I'm talking about lose? Outside of what I'm talking about. Florida State loses to Louisville. Or, or, or loses to Florida and then beats Louisville. And now they've got one loss, but their record's been better than Oregon the entire time. Mm-hmm. You're still the ACC champion. Who are you letting in? Because you put Florida State in a spot that if they lose, they're out. Yes. Well, they've had the third best strength of record the entire time. Mm-hmm. You would lose in a rivalry game. Would they still have it after Oregon beats Washington? I can't imagine they would fall below Oregon. I mean, you're talking about a long fall. Oregon's behind Ole Miss right now. Oh, okay. I don't think that that one loss in a rivalry game is going to push you past What do that. they look at more? Is it strength of schedule or strength of record? Strength of record. Well, strength of record comes from strength of schedule. That's mm-hmm. all baked into one. Right. The strength of record is the record your opponents have combined, right? That's the strength N- of record? No. Well. And the strength of schedule is the the toughness of your schedule. Strength of, strength of record comes from the strength of schedule, and t- it's everything built into one. So it's it's how that's basically if you adhered to resume is the end all be all strength of record should be the one two three four in the playoff 
which would be Ohio State, Washington, Florida State, Michigan. Well, obviously, that's not what we've done. Mm-hmm. That, because that's not the end-all, be-all. The eye test does come into it. A lot of other things come into it. Yep. I fully get that. The problem is that you baked yourself this little pie of problem when you started pandering. Because having Ohio State won, I get why you did it. That means the eye test doesn't matter. So that means you're weighing strength of record way too much, which means Texas is still in play. And that brings me to the real catastrophic potential problem. Okay. Uh, Alabama wins the SEC title game. Texas wins the Big 12 title game. They both have one loss. They're both conference champions. You care to explain to me how you're going to put Alabama in over Texas? Can't. Texas beat they them will. head to head. You, you mark my words, they will. Alabama beats Georgia, they're in. And, and it will be at the expense of anybody else. Yep. They would get if Alabama beats Georgia, they'll get in over Georgia. Mark Probably. my words, that's yeah. the way this will go. Yeah. How in the world do you put them in over a team that beat them in their house by ten in a game that really wasn't that close outside of one quarter? Mm-hmm. This is what I was trying to tell you. Every week I've watched these rankings, just going, "Yep, you're still doing it." You're not figuring out what you did. <laughs> and this is going to be a disaster unless you get completely bailed out. Do you know that in the in the entire BCS college football playoff era, we've never had this many undefeated teams this late in the season? It's never happened. Probably will never happen again. Yeah, A couple of them are completely irrelevant because they play in teeny tiny little conferences and they're not relevant to this discussion. Mm-hmm. But what happens if they all lose late? And then you're having to play the... Now it's only the eye test. That's the only thing you can go by. Or who has the best, latest, greatest win. Right? Latest and greatest doesn't matter. They've screamed uh, that. You can say, nah, I don't, I don't care what you think. I care what they have screamed mm-hmm. since this started mm-hmm. of it does not matter when the win happens. We don't play favoritism to what we've seen most recently. You said that, not me. Mm-hmm. You painted yourself in this corner, not me. I just so happen to remember you said it 500 times. Now, how many times in this process have they gone against things they've said? Uh, That's not, what I'm saying. Not a striking number. Yeah. I, I just It's never really mattered before because we've never – there have been contentious – okay, Ohio State – there was one year Ohio State should have gotten in to some people. It's a flimsy, weak argument. Mm-hmm. It always was a flimsy, weak argument. In the years we've been doing this show, I have never missed the Final Four. I've had them in order every single year. Mm -hmm. Because if you take the bias out of it, it's pretty easy to figure out who those four should be. This year, it's probably not going to be that way. And so these rankings have mattered. They will continue to matter. And when it all comes down to it, I'm just seeing too many variables here that can be absolute disasters. Yep. But there again... It all has to go off the rails to run into that problem. Not, it doesn't really have to go off the rails. Uh, where it can come completely unhinged, if Washington loses to Oregon State, you're LMNO screwed because there is no path that this goes the way you want it to. None. You're going to have five teams that have, according to you, equal or really, really close resumes. That game's this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's at Oregon State, which is a horrible, 
horrible matchup for Washington. They lose that game and win the Pac-12, you're in full disaster theory. Full on, no doubt, this is going to be a nightmare because now you've brought in Ohio State or Michigan, whoever loses. You want to keep Michigan out. If it was ideal, if everything went hunky-dunky for this college football playoff committee, Ohio State would beat Michigan. They would dog walk whoever they play in the Big Ten title game, and then they could easily just say, you know what, Michigan's got a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm. We we, we had to take that into account, and then they lost the the, the best game that they played. They struggled with Penn State. We keep them out, and behind closed doors, they're going, Michigan could literally have turned water into wine, and we would not have let them in with one win, (laughs) or with one loss, excuse me. right. I don't see that. I don't really see that happening. I don't um, either. That's that's the problem. Because in order for that to happen, well, I don't know. I guess you're right. Ohio, well, Tom Brady, is Ohio a, State misses. Ohio State beats them. There, they'll get buried. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, there's there's zero doubt in my mind. And the the moving Georgia ahead of them that was step one. Mm-hmm. That was step one of this process. Putting putting Georgia at that number one spot that was when i went yep now we have we have full-on completed the unholy trinity of you're not doing what you're telling us you're doing and it's going to burn you like a a a long forgotten loaf of bread Mm -hmm. because it could get i mean there are theories where it could go even worse than what i have said what do you mean you start raking in ancillary losses games where you don't lose to contenders and it becomes a nightmare In all reality, you want a loss or two because you want to cull a couple of these where you can go, well, see, two losses. They're obviously out. Yeah. Texas. That's the Every college football playoff committee member is sitting around pl- praying, please, God, let Texas lose to somebody. Because that is going to be an uncomfortable conversation when we have absolutely no reason to put Alabama ahead of them, but we have to. Mm-hmm. Eat and sleep football said Florida State shouldn't be in the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, but they'll get in. I can't figure out how in the world people keep saying that. It's because you're going solely off the eye test. The resume mm-hmm. still matters. It has yeah. to matter. Yeah, it, it has to matter because we've because whatever you've seen of Florida State the last three weeks has it been? It's not been cakewalky. You know, it's it, it just hadn't looked great. It hadn't looked you know georgia 52 to 17 over Ole miss you beat wake forest by 25 in a game that was never closed for not five seconds you dog walked pittsburgh it took a half for you to do it but you did it and if you want to get into the well you didn't look good for a half i got six weeks of your georgia bulldogs that i would love to talk about no doubt and it was close with miami it's a rivalry game Mm -hmm. it's a rivalry game but but you're they're all close yeah but i but fan wise i don't think you get that benefit and that's why people say that well, and that's the reason that fans don't have a vote. Sure, in this. but but that's but that's why because, because that's a well, Miami that's... team that we have seen be mediocre this year, mm-hmm. and you only beat them by seven. And then, uh, and then Pittsburgh, you should have beat them by fifty, and well, it was only twenty four to seven. Nobody should ever beat anybody by fifty if you play in the same conference. The, the talent's not that discrepant. And secret time, tell none of to, them are doing that. They tell that to Ole Miss. <laughs> well, I mean, Ole Miss is a game that Georgia comes in fully loaded. Oh, yeah. Tell that to South Carolina. Yeah. I keep doing this. So, I mean, tell that to Penn State playing Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Tell that to Ohio State playing Maryland. I can do this until the cows come home because mm-hmm. every single one of you have one of those. Sure. You start getting into style points, 
and how good you look in games that are already over, you walk into a whole new ball of wax. The four teams that are in right now, if everything stays the way it is, the winner of the Big Ten and then the winner of the Pac-12. That's that's your four. Yep. But, man, there's a lot of landmines here that could go super bad. You're in the sportsocracy. CSPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. A reminder that tomorrow after the show, we're going to be out at the uh, Ingalls on New Leicester Highway in Irwin Hills, 575 New, New Leicester, Leicester Highway. Highway. Uh, we'll be out there with uh, our good friends from Ingalls Markets and, of course, our good friends from Mana Food Bank. The Ingalls Giving Tree will be lit on Monday at the Asheville Mall. And uh, this Thursday, we're preparing by that, uh, preparing for that by taking donations. 575 New Leicester Highway coming up tomorrow, 4 to 6. Join me and Jeremy there. At Ingalls, we've got plenty to be thankful for. And it all starts with you. Thank you for continuing to trust us as your local grocer for the past 60 years. Thank you for your kindness in the aisles and your smiles at the register. Thank you for supporting our efforts to help our neighbors in need. Thank you for trusting us to feed your family with food from farms close to home. Thanks for everything. And happy Thanksgiving from our family to yours. Ingalls, your neighbor for over 60 years. On the weird scale, there's Vegas... There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. It is ESPN Asheville, the sportsocracy live in the Ingalls studio, and uh, I love weird world records, and another world record has been set, Jeremy. Um, An Iowa man has officially been awarded the Guinness Book of World Records record title for... His collection of pencils. He has 69,255 pencils, and apparently he brought them to uh, to the American Pencil Collectors Society over the summer. And I want to know what, the, what they left out of this report is that they were all counted by hand. How long did that take? And how many, quote-unquote, volunteers did you have to sit there and count 69,000 pencils to award this completely useless world record? Well, I I feel like you're burying the lead here. What's that? Well, he has a handful of other world records too. It, uh, yeah. He has 417,000 you up text messages ignored <laughs> from women that he's met on social media. <laughs> Uh, he has an incre- increasingly shameful pornography collection wow. that is about the only thing that keeps him warm at night. Wow. And he has eaten more hungry man dinners than any person on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I made those up. It's just an assumption because anybody that looks at this and goes, I'm going to collect 70,000 pencils. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that you probably don't do well at bars. Yeah. Uh, Last call happens, and you're sitting there with a real sad vodka soda. Yeah. 69,255 pencils. That is the record. Some of the pencils that he has apparently dates back more than 100 years. And it's not like he just collected all these, you know, regular yellow number two pencils like we used in school. He collects specialty pencils. So he's got, like, 
like NFL pencils with the team schedules from 1970 and things like that. So there could probably are some cool ones in here, but still it's pencils. And by the way, I just want to mention if you Google this story later, just to find out, you know, what this guy looks like to see if he matches up with Jeremy's uh, interpretation there. I'm going to tell you he has a striking resemblance to the former spokesman for a fast food restaurant that got into a little bit of trouble. And if that doesn't send the message for you, would you like to know what the official word for someone who collects pencils is? It's a penophile. The the, the biggest number for this feller? One. He's still waiting to see one pair of boobies in person. <laughs> My story comes from California. It's about a man named Timothy Cahay. He is a carpenter's apprentice. Cahay. And he is the definition of why Jeremy is not much of a handyman. He was doing handy things. He was fastening down plywood flooring with a nail gun. As you do. I mean, I don't, but a lot of people do. And he shot a nail into the plywood. It hit another nail. And then would you like to guess where it went? Through his face. (laughs) It went through his lip, through his tongue, into the roof of his mouth and lodged into his skull. As this happened, he, as the AP story says, in shock, put the tool down, walked downstairs to report the incident, bleeding as he went it became apparent to his co-workers that Timothy required medical treatment. No kidding. They took him to the doctor. They made him wait a day before they took it out of his head. Ooh. So he sat here like little for a day. <laughs> I would have become increasingly angry oh, yeah. at this. Oh, yeah. He is now suing the manufacturer of the nail gun, which was subject to a recall 10 years ago because there is an o- it can jam and override the safety switch that permits only one nail to fire it at, a t- at a time, posing an injury risk. This feller is getting ready to have a good amount of money from an unnamed drill company. This is why Jeremy calls the guy. Okay. You want to know why I call the guy? Because I'd be this idiot. <laughs> I'd be the unlucky one that now I have this sweet little, uh, I got a place to hang my jacket and it hangs on my forehead because I got a nail drilled in my skull. I got some furniture to put together later. You're not going to come help me with that. Uh, No, I have to put a couch together later and I'm, and I've already got the angina and I'm pretty sure they don't even connect. (laughs) each other. I think I just have to push them together and it just sits there that way. I've ever told you my story of the one time I've ever gone to an urgent care? When you stepped on the nail? Uh, no, that wasn't urgent care. I actually went to the hospital for that. Oh, okay. That's the only time I've ever been to a hospital. Okay. And this is coming from a guy that has separated his shoulder twice, broke his foot once, didn't go to the hospital, not nary one time for either of those things. And here's why. I thought I had broken my whole hand. I, in all reality, just broke my whole thumb. Uh, right at the base and it was it had made my hand swell up and it was it was really annoying and so there's a an urgent care in weaverville or at least there was i don't know if it's still there or not i don't frequent weaverville yeah although it's a lovely place Mm -hmm. i go in and there is obviously the sick people which i i don't like hanging out with sick people and they give me the intake paperwork i fill it out 
and I noticed that there's a, a feller sitting next to me with a, a, a towel on his back. And his, his, his little buddy there is holding the towel on his back. And I asked a question that I have regretted for the rest of my life. Happened to your back. Pulls the towel off. There is a nail sticking out of his back. They then proceed to tell me the story that they had somehow modified their nail guns to shoot nails at each other. Which I went, which I went, ah, you know, I, I, you just told me a lot about you that you probably didn't mean to tell me about you. <laughs> oh, I can still see that in my head when I tell this story. Mm-hmm. Gnarly, gnarly things. Don't do nail gun fights. That's not a good idea. You know what's funny? I've, my, my father was a contractor. Mm-hmm. I've known a handful of, uh, of contractors over the years. I've actually seen that happen. I've heard about it a slew of times. And I'm like, do do you realize how badly this could go? I mean, I hate to go full mom here, but somebody could put an eye out. (laughs) Right. And that might be the best thing that happens. And that is one of those stories that this is a good time to remind you that the world for thousands of years has been supported by survival of the fittest if you stop protecting stupid people, it's have a weird way of thinning the old gene pool. Yes, yes, indeed. It is the sportsocracy. But instead, we just allow them to procreate and create new stupid people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're called Democrats. Oh, oh I shouldn't have done make that. Make them laugh. I'm make sorry. Them laugh. I shouldn't have done that. Da, 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 da. Oh, love them. You're going to have them. A- right. Hey, look, we all have them in our family. We just kind of deal with them, right? Thanksgiving's coming up. Just practice now. Yeah. Practice ignoring yeah. them now. Yeah, okay? your, your Thanksgiving dinner just got a lot more awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it is the sportsocracy, the ZSPN Asheville. And uh, we've had a bit of a revolving door at number one in the NFL power rankings so far this year. That's because there's not a number one. Um, there are a slew of teams that on the right day could be the best team in the league. We started out the season, uh, with Buffalo at the top. Was that where we started? I think we started with Kansas city. Uh, I had Cincinnati early because that was my Super Bowl team. Yeah. I looked back at my, uh, at my record here. Um, and I could only find the graphics for the first or since week four of our power rankings. That's because we didn't have a graphic. Right, so I couldn't find, I couldn't, I, I didn't know who started number one. But since week four, it's hard to find something that doesn't exist. Right, we've your, had, your pencil feller will learn that about trying to find a woman that wants to hear about his pencil collection. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, and I have this pencil. Would you like to discuss it? And possibly later, I buy so, you a drink. Uh, and- I heard you're into Barbie. I just so happen to have one thousand seven hundred and seventy-two Barbie pencils at my home. Would you like to come see them? I just realized that that's Neil Goldman that you're doing. Yes. And, uh, that's, <laughs> that's that's just fine. Um, it's one of my better impressions. That one is that is formidable. Um, anyhow, since week four, San Francisco has been number one. Kansas City's been number one. Also, Philadelphia and Baltimore. We've had four number one teams since week four. I believe we started the year with Buffalo 
And after the... I, you keep saying that. I can't believe I would have done a power ranking that had Buffalo at one. I've been down on them all all year long. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember. I think, it, I think you're remembering Buffalo, but it was actually Cincinnati. Maybe. Maybe. Um, anywho, the question I have is from, from, from here on out, is there anybody else that breaks into that number one spot that we feel like this is now the Super Bowl contender? that hasn't been at number one already. Are we just looking at this group of five teams, San Francisco, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Baltimore, maybe Cincinnati, Miami? Is there anybody outside of that group that can break in? Well, I'm throwing our power rankings up on the screen in our YouTube chat. We have the Eagles at one, Chiefs at two, Ravens at three, Browns at four, Bengals at five. Got the Lions at six, the 49ers at seven. To me, that is the seven teams. You give me those seven teams, you can have the rest of the field. Okay. And there are two of those that I don't feel particularly strong about. But that's the that's the core. Mm-hmm. I have no belief in the Dallas Cowboys whatsoever. This is lather, rinse, repeat of so many years in the past that I I just struggle to believe that you're going to break into this. Mm-hmm. Nothing has really changed. You've always had, a, or at least over the last handful of years, you've had a strong defense. You've had enough weapons that you can that, that you're never bringing a knife to a gunfight. You just never win the games. You might win one, but then you get into the second one, and away you go. The one I keep looking at is the Miami Dolphins, because in terms of sheer talent, you have the talent to be discussed with these teams, mm-hmm. but you don't ever beat the good ones. Right, it's a big problem. But that could change pretty quickly if you beat a handful of teams coming up. I mean, you've got the Raiders, Jets, and Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, and Jets over the next five weeks. So you're not doing anything anytime soon that can unwind that. No, four no. But the last three of the season, you're coming in against the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. If you were able to, let's just say, in somehow you lose to the Jets. Or the Raiders. I don't care which one it is. Mm-hmm. But you go four and one in the next five game stretch. You're ten and four. The division will be completely locked up. I mean, you need to win one of these games, but that's really it. Because Buffalo's not getting to eleven. Uh, New England physically can't get to eleven, and the Jets are. Uh, they still physically could, but they physically can't. Right. You come into those three games, that's an opportunity to set yourself as a contender. You may still be playing for the one seed in the AFC. You come in and win two of those three, and you come into the playoffs with a mindset of, we're good enough, we're talented enough, but gosh darn it, people don't like us. (laughs) Right. And outside of that, the only other one that I can even kind of consider is Jacksonville. Really? Who else do you have? Detroit Lions. I already had Detroit in there. They're in the top seven. The, the the Detroit Lions, I, I'm just talking about being number one at some point, I think. Well, they don't play anybody over the next. And, and that's kind of my point. Over the next weeks of the season, we're going to see them play the Bears and the Packers and the Saints and the Broncos and the Vikings. They only have the Cowboys as a real challenging mm-hmm. game left on their schedule. I think Detroit They're, will be the one before the season's over. They are 7-2. and two. And in that schedule that I just gave you, if you give them the one, say they beat the ones they're supposed to beat. And they lose to the Cowboys. This could be a three-loss team Mm -hmm. 
will they ever get that credit? Will we be at that point where it's like undoubtedly these or or will we still be couching at that point and go, well, it's, you know, the it's the Detroit City madman or whatever. And they're a good team, but we don't think that they're on the level of a Philadelphia or Kansas City. Well, if you Cincinnati. don't, it'll be because you're doing the same thing that you're doing with the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. That That's the only way you don't give them the credit, because if you watch Detroit on the field. There's a reason I've had them ahead of San Francisco for a handful of weeks because they're better than they are. You tell me right now, neutral field, Detroit Lions play the San Francisco 49ers. I'll take Detroit for anything you want. Mm-hmm. But they are the Detroit Lions. They are the Detroit Lions. And so there is a stigma around them of Jets going Jet, Browns going Brown, Lions going line. Yep. And is there a possibility that they get to one? They might for us. I don't think they will on the mainstream because people will just defend it by saying, yeah, but remember that game with Baltimore. And then you played a bunch of nobodies. You struggled with the Chargers until you put it away late. Mm -hmm. And then you beat some of the dregs of the NFL because you're in a terrible division with two of the worst teams in the league. And you beat and you played schoolyard bully and beat up on the small kid. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how that will go. We might get them to one because we believe in them anyway. Yeah. But do you think anybody else gets them there? I don't know. Other than, other I than mean, Detroit Lions well, blog pages. Well, if if the, the league keeps cannibalizing itself the way it does, and you keep, especially with the NFC, and you keep seeing a lot of these teams lose games that are kind of confusing, they might. Mm-hmm. I struggle to believe that Philadelphia is going to lose enough games to get them there. I mean, because Philadelphia, they're eight and one right now. You've got a really ugly stretch for the next five weeks, but it's not as ugly as it once looked. I mean, the bills in Philadelphia, I'm not going to say I'd bet my house on it, but I'm also not going to say there's a possibility of me taking the bills. I don't think Seattle can beat you. And I don't really think Dallas can beat you in Dallas. So even if you lose those two to the 49ers and the Chiefs, you ended out with the Giants, Cardinals, and the Giants, so they're going to be 14-3 and three too. Mm-hmm. And if those two have the same record, I struggle to believe the mainstream is going to look at the two of them and go Detroit's better. I agree. Whether they are or not, I don't think it really matters. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, 810 Media Group said uh, Detroit and Cincy are two teams that I could see losing or winning to any team before the AFC or NFC championship games. They both have really high upsides, but I've seen really bad from both of them. I agree with you. I agree with you. I said a few weeks ago that I thought the Jacksonville Jaguars and the, the Lions were going to be the one seeds in each conference. Jacksonville has fallen off that because I, just, I flat out don't trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust Detroit to a point, but it's more because of who they play. I like the team. But there are a handful of these games I don't see a path to you losing. So long as you all 53 get on the plane and you all put your pants and helmet on the right direction, you're going to come out and win. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure that proves anything. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Jeremy's parlay of the night is next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. 
Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. It's a rare night where I'm taking both favorites. In the first hour, I gave you Miami of Ohio minus the eight and a half. Ohio minus the 11. So we got to find somewhere to make some money. And the way to do that is with a parlay. We put five on it every single day, and I'm going to give it to you. I've missed four of these in a row by one game. So tonight, we're going to try to simplify it. We're not going to try to hit the home run. Just try to hit a stand-up double. We take Miami of Ohio minus the eight and a half. We go under the 39 because I don't think Buffalo is going to do much to contribute to the scoring output this evening. You take Ohio minus the 11, go under the 47 and a half there. Same premise. Central Michigan, not very good. Ohio, I don't think they can score 48 points, but if I get burned, that will be where. We also take Miles Cross, anytime touchdown scorer. No player for the Bobcats has caught more touchdown passes this year, and they have not played a team this bad against the pass in over a month. So, Miles Cross, anytime touchdown scorer, under 47.5, Ohio minus the 11, Miami of Ohio minus the 8.5, under the 39. You take that to betus.com, you put five on it just like I am, and that five leg parlay pays it plus 2,600, which would pay you 135 U.S. doll hairs. Take those wagers to betus.com, use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY, get 125% deposit match on your initial investment, and up to 30 risk free wagers so you can wager football with us all season long. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is. Gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. We're back in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM. 1400 Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to the sportsocracy.com, click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. You never know what you're going to learn here in the uh, Sportsocracy. We learned in the second hour that somewhere in America, there's a dude with a bunch of pencils that's never seen a boob. That's right. That's right. Because that's what we do. We give you information <laughs> like that. <laughs> you never know what you're going to learn and we got another hour of the program to go and and now it's the daily draft time and we're going to do uh fattest things yeah yeah jeremy uh is all excited because the mcrib is back greatest fast food item on the planet and i'll be having uh, two more after that frankly at this point uh, so i've been keto for i don't know six seven weeks now uh with very rare breaks which means that jeremy's not getting his domestic lights I also quit smoking. Basically, I have take, taken all of the things that I really like away from myself. 
I'm in a 36-hour break from that, which means you've heard of Mr. Steal Your Girl. I'm Mr. Steal Your Bread. If there's bread in this building, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat an uncooked potato later. I don't care. I haven't had a potato, and I can't tell you how long. Just just whatever it is. Don't care. It's got a carb in it. It's on. It's got his name on it. Face hole. Yep. yep. I saw a chicken salad sandwich sitting in our refrigerator during that break. I ate it. Was I hungry? Nope. <laughs> you know why I ate it? Because it could. Yep. It was there, and I ate it. This is why uh, we cannot be left to our own devices uh, for long. We need direction. We need a goal. I'm very good as long as I get to cheat every once in a while. I don't have to eat like garbage every day. I just have to be able to eat like garbage occasionally. And that is the beauty of keto. Yeah, Because uh, so- if you're going to do it, you might as well go big. <laughs> so with the release of uh the mcrib it is back for a limited time only um he wanted to do best fast food menu items for today's daily draft so but 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 there's a twist oh good lord that i didn't tell you about of course there is so we've done fast food things you all know what we like Mm -hmm. i don't want to just have a fast food draft of the best items i want to put some terms on it some what? Some terms. Terms. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to have a breakfast item. You have to have a sandwich of some kind. You have to have a chicken of some kind. Okay. You must have a potato of some kind. You must have a dessert of some kind. And then you get a sixth pick that can be whatever you want it to be. Okay, so potato, dessert. Basically, you got to make a whole day. Chicken, sandwich. What else was it? I don't remember. I don't. It, it's a breakfast I'm item. Also, there you go. Breakfast sandwich. I didn't say breakfast, breakfast sandwich. Item. I said a breakfast item. Excuse me. And then just wild card. And it must be able to be procured through a drive-thru. Okay. Almost all fast food places have them, but I, yeah. I have to put parameters on you or you start playing loosey-goosey with the rules. <laughs> I start coming up with my own stuff. Correct. Okay. Uh, now, I feel like I won the daily draft because you went full homer and took Georgia. Oh, in my UDFA yesterday? Correct. Okay. And now I, I am going to use the advantage of that and say, pass. <laughs> You can't kick to the second half. 100% I can. <laughs> I, I won the toss. I would defer. So do I get two picks here? No. You well, get well, the first not? pick. You pa- No, that's not how this works in a regular draft. You pass on your pick, I get to continue in the order yeah, nope. until you pick. Not today. Much mm. like you said, I won the toss, mm. and I would like to defer. Okay. All right. So Ooh. where to start? I, fr- I frankly think I can win this in two picks. Hmm. Let's see. Where to start? Well, since there is only one of this particular category that that I'll be really disappointed if I don't get in this draft, uh, at least off the top of my head anyway, I'm going to start, and I'm going to start with the breakfast sandwich, and I'm going to start with the croissantwich from Burger King. That's a good one. It is by far the best breakfast sandwich out there in my opinion that's a that's a that's a formidable one mm-hmm. i do like the breakfast croissant mm-hmm. 
it would not have been my number one pick. And now I can wait for my breakfast sandwich until my fifth pick. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna. Mm -hmm. Although he could steal it from me because he does have an auxiliary wild card spot. I don't think he will. And if he does, I have a third one anyway. So good for you. I looked at this in a slightly different way. There are only a handful of things that are no doubt the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. The easiest one for me, and it's not even kind of close, is the French fry. Mm -hmm. Uh, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Not close. It wins by a billion, and they have to be fresh. I tell them to not salt mine specifically so I will get them fresh. Because when they come out hot, I am telling you right now, <laughs> I've had <laughs> sexual experiences that were not as nearly as good as that good McDonald's french fry. I think you're doing it wrong. I mean, not recently. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Most of that was when I was 17. I was like pencil guy. I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> All right. McDonald's french fries. That good one job. to me is just clear. It's the best potato item that anybody has. It is. If you had a, well, I'll find out what your two is. Mm hmm. My two is not a French fry. Uh, the underrated French fry is Wendy's, mm -hmm. especially when they have ghost pepper sauce on them, and they're just awesome. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're going to take one that I don't like as much as everybody else. Probably not. Really? Because I, 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 no, I mean, you're probably right, I guess is what I should have said. Um, because, yes, McDonald's is the go-to, right? They're the number one on the French fry list. But I don't feel like it's as, uh, they're as far and away above everything else as many people do. Yes, I'm disappointed that I couldn't get it, but that was a calculation. Because I considered taking it at one, and then I thought, eh, you know what? There's other fries out there that I could have. There are, but they're not as good. Mm, but they're close to me. To me, they're not. Mm -hmm. And you're also, and see, this is where we've done this together so long that I can use your own words against you because you, in your fatter times, told me that you would stop at Burger King and get their burger and stop at McDonald's and get their French fry. Yes. Yes. That is called evidence. It's not the only, that's not the only one I've done it with, though. Oh. <laughs> I underestimated the fattest yes. of Mr. Spencer. Yes, indeed. Um, now. Mm hmm. There is, there's only one other menu item that I feel like I can corner the market because one of them is so far and away better than the rest of them. And it's the dessert. Mm. McDonald's cannot be listed here because they don't have a working ice cream machine in the Northern Hemisphere. Their ice cream machines... Well, they vote libertarian because they only work every once in a while, and it's very rarely when you want them to. So I'm going to go to the old classic, and it's quite possibly not the one you're you're thinking I'm going to say. It's the Dairy Queen Blizzard. That's the winner by a mile. It's the only uh, there's, there's another the only one that's in the ballpark, but it's not as good. It's the only way to go. I was getting excited there for a second. You, you thought gonna... I was going to say something else, didn't you? Uh, well, I was hoping you were going to say something else. No, it's the Dairy you Queen Blizzard. You said the right thing. Mm -hmm. It's the Dairy Queen Blizzard. Absolutely. I have no doubt won the, the dessert and the tater. Yes. And so now the onus is on you to come back. Because mm -hmm. right now I'm sitting here with about a 20-3 to 3 lead. And I can play that prevent defense. Let's go Big Macs, boys. Big Macs. 
It's not great. It's good enough to get the game. Just need a couple first downs, punter away. That's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, yeah, because if you took the Big Mac, that's exactly where you'd If you take the Big Mac, enough. I will laugh at you. Just enough. Uh, now, unless you, you go total fat on the Big Mac and go, I need double meat, the bread ratio on the Big Mac is off. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, you got to have more meat. Mm-hmm. Get quarter pounder meat, and then you'll go, ooh. The Big, Big Mac, Mac is terrible to me in the same sense that the Las Vegas Raiders are a terrible football team. Does that make any sense to you? So it's not, but you keep saying it in the hopes that it will become true. Well, I mean, it's not good. That's a the Big point. Mac's good. It's just not. It's not the best. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You got to leave out some of that bread for me. That's what kills it for me. You want to take the bread out of the middle and then put it together? Then that's a, that's, that's a banger of that's, a sandwich. That's actually the play I usually go with. You and you should. Um. All right. Well, you said I had to have... Um, Before I went keto, Tank used to dominate food drafts. Now, food is... My wife and food are the only two joys I have Well, left. see, here's the thing. When you told me we were going to do this, I went, oh, okay, well, just uh, items. All right. I didn't know there were going to be parameters, and I had categories I had to pick from, and which one's going to be first, which one's going to be next. Um, um, now, I would, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, but did you ask? Uh, I did not, and maybe I should have. Um, I will go with my next two selections here. Hmm. I'm going to go chicken. And when there's chicken and it's fast food, there's only one chicken to go to, and that is the Lord's chicken, and it will be the original Chick-fil-A sandwich. It is It is good. That was not my one at chicken, just so you know. Really? No. And there's a reason for that. I'll explain it when I take mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, <sighs> then, I mean, and don't get me wrong, Chick-fil-A, fantastic. And it's never bad. You always get the same sandwich from Chick-fil-A every single time. Yes. Which that, that has to be accounted for. Yes. Um, and then I've always been always been just been iffy on what is the best sandwich out there and i can't do the one i want to because they don't have a drive through still take which one is that five guys yeah five five guys was actually the one that five i thought guys, you were gonna five play. guys is a fast food hey, here's the thing here's the reason i can't say five guys i don't have to take out a mortgage every time i got a hankering for a cheeseburger okay <laughs> and you're not wrong about that that is the that is the lunch where you go i want to be fast food but i kind of want to be fancy today and splurge a little yeah i mean five guys and an outback steakhouse cost the same amount i nope nope But this place does have a drive-thru. And to me, the burger, it takes it up another notch. It's kind of a specialty thing. We only have one here in the area. But it's the, is it the Steak and Shake? That has the whiskey. We do not have one of those anymore. It closed. Oh, the one in Weaverville closed? Yep. And you know how oh. I know that? Because I drove out there. Just full just fat it. kid happiness. You want to know why today's oh, so no. planned? Because I sat in the drive-thru of a vacant building. Oh, no. How drunk were you when you did that? Well, I was driving, so I obviously wasn't drunk. I was keto, and it was a cheat day, and I wanted that burger from Steak and Shake, and it didn't 
were none. <laughs> but I mean, you said you sat in the drive-thru of an empty building. Well, how I, well I sat there and cried. Oh. I, it, it wasn't because yeah, I didn't okay, know it wasn't open. That. It was because I, just, I was sad. I, why did I have the sh- excuse me for going above and beyond thinking that Jeremy, who might have a little bit of a drinking problem, was sitting behind the wheel going, I just really wanted a burger. The only drinking problem I have is a problem for you, and it's that I'm better at it than you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Wisconsin buttery, though, at uh, at the old Steak and Shake. It's phenomenal. Wow, that is super off the it board. It is off the board. I I live within eight minutes of that Steak and Shake. I don't know that I ever had that one. Oh. The Wisconsin buttery? I don't the think best I, thing on the market. I don't think I ever had one of those. Mm, you missed out. Now you got to drive down to Greenville to go get one. I know there's one down there. All right, so you've taken chicken, you've taken burger, and I don't think you're taking two burgers. So I feel pretty formidable that you're not going to snake me on the burger. I'm going to take my chicken right here. Okay, it's the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Good for you. I wasn't a Popeye's guy. We had one of those here when I was a kid. And I was a kid, you know, hadn't hadn't let the world temper me to the world. And I, I thought it was a little spicy. I was like eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, oh, phenomenal. So good. Throw a little hot sauce on that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. Mm-hmm. And you get a little mac and cheese, throw the mac and cheese on top of the sandwich, eat it together. Let's go! Wow. I won't even go that far. Well, that's because you had a heart attack. I ain't had one of those yet to really well, shake me into you or not do that. Well, one, because macaroni and cheese on a sandwich is just weird. Awesome. It's awesome. Weird. It's awesome. And, and I'm telling you, somebody listening to this show will do it. They will go to a Popeye's, and it will happen in very short order. They'll go, I never thought of that. No. And they'll get the little side of order of mac and cheese. They'll dump it on top of the sandwich, and then they will come see us at the Ingles on Newly Sister, Newly Sister Highway tomorrow, and they will hug me, and they will have tears of joy in their eyes. Not going to happen. You know why? Because they're out of them. They don't have them. That's not true. <laughs> don't you speak ill of my friends. I have never been to a Popeye's where they had everything on the menu. You're going to the wrong one, then. Never. Uh, Patton Avenue. Nope. Facts don't care about your feelings. That nope. home run. Nope. I will go out of my way to go there. So good. I will never go to another one because every time I go there, they're out of what I want. And I mean, I'm that's good. the thing about Popeye's. They're out of something. They're out of one thing. Just audible to something else. It's Not all good, delicious. Though. Oh, it's so good. No. It's all good. No. It's so good. All right, good for you. Popeyes, congratulations. Next. Well, now it's time for a commercial break. No. I got I to gotta strategically figure out where I'm going next because you do still have some ways that you could – I, I got to make sure I don't go C.J. Stroud here and throw an interception to let you back in the game because right now I'm way out there. Mm-hmm. You're way back here. Mm-hmm. I haven't won a food draft in a long time. <laughs> Let's go. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. 
I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. It's the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. It's ESPN Asheville. Welcome in to the Wednesday program. We're in the middle of the daily draft. And today it's all about uh, fast food. Jeremy wanted to do a food draft because he went pure fatman today. I'm going to add up how many calories I have today. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, it could be in the five digits, folks. (laughs) I've been eating clean and living right. Oh, and I'm going to crush domestic lights tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. If I come in here tomorrow and look like I got hit by a car and left for dead, you know why. It started with the Little Caesars pizza last night. Oh, yep, yes. That was I the go-to. Know. There's two pieces of that left in the fridge. And then for breakfast this morning, he had a McRib. 100%. Courtesy of Mark Starling of News Radio 570 WWNC and his uh, secret donor. Uh, and then he's going to have two more after the show. Correct. Because, I mean, because you, you have to. You can't yeah. just eat three. Um. So that inspired today's daily draft of fast food items. And then Jeremy broke it down further, spur of the moment, into, hey, we got to have categories. So you got to go breakfast sandwich, a chicken item, uh, a a regular sandwich, whether it be a burger or whatever, uh, dessert, a potato, and then you can have an other wild card item as your sixth item in today's fast food items daily draft. It started with me. I went breakfast sandwich, the greatest breakfast sandwich ever invented, which is the croissant from Burger King. That would it be cannot be two. touched by any breakfast sandwich in existence. That would be my two. There, um, there, uh, I've got a one and a three that I think are very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Jeremy follows that up with taking the best and the, uh, the, the number one French fry on the market since the beginning of fast food. That is the McDonald's French fry followed that up with the freeze, uh, or the blizzard from, um, from Dairy Queen, which is the number one ice cream fast food and that you can get in a drive through. I have to say that cause I wanted to take something from five guys later and I couldn't do that because, well, not only do you have to take out a second mortgage on your house to eat there, but you also don't have a drive through. Correct. Uh, I went with the chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A as the next one. Cause nothing touches God's chicken. Uh, not even the devil's chicken that Jeremy chose later in the draft. Uh, and then I went specialty burger or just burger, um, steak and shake, Wisconsin buttery to me. That is the best on the market. Um, and then Jeremy went Popeye's chicken sandwich, which is never available. And it's not awesome. that good. Anyway, it, it, it's so. always available and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I, so I feel like I've, uh, I feel like I've already got this in the bag. You know, uh, I mean, it's, it's 31 to three now. 
and, and now even the CJ Stroud interception is not going to burn me. So I'm going to take I'm going to take the delicacy that spurred this draft. Mm-hmm. It is it is time for old one Mister McRibby. It's it's delectable. And if those of you that don't like don't like it, tell me why you don't like it without commenting on what it was. Don't worry about what it was. It was horse hooves and chicken beaks. I, I got it. I don't care what made it. Pigtails and snoots mm-hmm. and horns and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But then they take those items and they press them down with love. <laughs> That's what creates the little ribbing on top of the McRib. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I'd never actually seen one of those until this morning when I saw a McRib without the sauce. And everybody always said, oh, that'll make you never want one again. Oh, no, no. Au contraire, mon frere. That makes me want to order them that way every time. So they will give me the big tub of the best barbecue sauce, which is McDonald's. Uh, Tremendous. I just dunked my uh, chicken salad sandwich in that same barbecue sauce. And then you get the the wispy little pickles, little slithery onion pickles, or uh, slithery onions and pickles, and it's, it's just perfect. It is a great sandwich. It is wonderful. It is it is a change that we can all believe in. Mm-hmm. And and I said this morning, you, you want to unite the nation? Donald Ronald twenty four. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love the first part of that, but the second part, I am a huge fan of. Yeah, as uh, as afraid of clowns as you are, you. I that not, is you're that, not pulling that ticket. That's a clown. I'd vote for. Yeah, uh, and it could be Donald Duck for all I care. Yeah. Just give me. Give me all the McRib year long. (laughs) All right, back to me for two selections here. Uh, I've got my breakfast sandwich, my chicken. I got my regular sandwich. So I still need my potato and a dessert. Do we have to take all of these in the five and then take the extra one later? You can take take the extra one right now. I, okay. I know what I did. I took the McRib. I opened up the chance for you to bust me on a burger. I don't think there's a burger that's good enough that that's going to get me. No, there's not. You also could bust me on the breakfast sandwich, and you could take a second one. Yeah. The only thing is that I have given you the caveat of I have three. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you have any of those you want. I'm not a big breakfast guy. I oh, I am. I don't like many of the uh, of the sandwiches. Um, breakfast sandwiches, anyway. Um, there's one you're sleeping on. I'm sure there probably is. You don't live anywhere near one of these places. That's probably why I'm sleeping on it, because I can't think of it right now. Uh, But what I can think of right now is a potato item, and I am going to go with back to Chick-fil-A for the waffle fry. That's the one I thought you were going to take. The waffle fry is grossly overrated. Is not. It is grossly overrated. As I've gotten older and my tastes have changed, that Chick-fil-A waffle fry I got that in my last uh, cheat keto cheat day. Mm-hmm. I was so upset. It ruined my whole day. Why? Because some of them are soggy and some of them are crispy. It's just the nature see, of the that's beast. Why I like them. It, that's just the nature of the beast. That's what they are. That, that, there's nothing you could that you could do to prevent that. Mm-hmm. I've just learned I'm not huge, vastly. I'm not a huge fan of that. Okay. All right. I, I don't mind it. So now when I go to Chick-fil-A, I get the grilled sandwich yep. with the fruit, and it's actually healthy without the bun. Well, there you go. 
Um, a lot of sodium in that grilled chicken. Just watch well, out for that. You know, um, the, well, here's the thing. I got 36 years where I refuse to eat anything with salt on it, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> Maybe so. I'm just warning you. I got to watch my salt intake now. Um, by the way, I'll be eating none of this anytime soon. Uh, as I'm, I might eat all of it before the day is over. I am still committed to my plan, but I still can dream, right? A boy can dream. The waffle fry is so perfect to me, though, because it is a wonderful delivery system for all of the uh, condiments. I, whatever I, your condiment of choice is, whether you choose to put the Polynesian sauce on them, whether you choose to put the Chick-fil-A sauce on them, whether you choose to go freak like me, and do the whole mayonnaise and uh, ketchup mixture thing. Which is gross. It is a great vessel for the condiment. So basically what you're telling me is that you just went full Mitch Hedberg and you called the waffle fry a small edible plate. Indeed. That is exactly what it is. And that makes it superior to all of the other French fries not named McDonald's. Arby's Charlie Fry, you could have scored a touchdown right there and you missed. They don't do them anymore. They don't have them anymore. Company-wide, no more curly fries. Well, I'm glad I didn't take that. Exactly. I'm glad I, I, I didn't know that. super pissed off when I found that out uh, in person that's, at the drive-thru. That's what I was taking if you took McDonald's French fries number one. So yep. you missed an opportunity there. Yep. Uh, so next uh, final pick here for the categories. I'll just hold on to the – I'll take my dessert here. Now, Jeremy, you may say this is cheating, but... I probably will. You cheat a lot. But here's the thing. Name's on the door, and technically it qualifies. So I'm going with the Freezy from Tasty Freeze. They have a drive through It is fast food, and it won't break the bank. And nobody outside of Asheville has any idea what you're talking about. Don't care. We were actually, ju- we were actually just asked to do a local foods... And maybe that'll make it on the local foods as well. So I have a, an announcement about that at the end of the daily draft. Mm-hmm. There was another part of this that uh, <laughs> virtually anything I do will be self-serving, and this was a little self-serving. Uh, yeah, tasty freeze, the freezy. It's it's the blizzard basically, but they have way more flavors. So I still have to go burger and breakfast sandwich mm-hmm. or breakfast item. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the breakfast baconator from Wendy's is the sandwich that you are grossly sleeping on i think it in the croissant which are in neck and neck and there is so much bacon on that thing that it wins mm-hmm. it's outrageously good i considered the mcgriddle because i do like the mcgriddle mm-hmm. i just don't like the egg i'm not a fan of the little disky egg okay that's another one of those things that that has changed over time because i've seen me eat 10 thousand mcgriddles in my life always sausage so good Mm -hmm. now the the thing that i the thing that i don't i I don't know i don't know what burger to take here i almost feel like i should just punt it and and be super safe and i think that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take the whopper the whopper is never a miss it is the one thing that burger king always does well and don't give me chicken fries. They taste like chi- like chicken ankles, okay? I don't like things that are just a plate for sauce. By the way, for note, the chicken fry far superior to the McRib and it ain't close. You're 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 on on methamphetamine. Nope. 
Nope. The McRib is <sighs> divine. Compared to everything else that's been on here, the McRib is by far the worst thing here. No. Yes. Your burger that no one has ever heard of. In a... I've never been to Tasty Free, so I have no idea what that is. Wait. No, I, and I've told you this more than once. Wait. It's insane. I, I've, I mean, I'm not, I don't ever pass it. I come in way before, the, and I don't ever go that way. That's true. That's true. That's like the Bermuda Triangle of Asheville because I have to deal with a whole mess of traffic. I feel like even, I, and, and I know you never lived on the west side of town. Nope. But I thought for sure everybody goes to the Tasty Freeze. Never been one time in my whole life. That's insane to me. But to me, the Whopper is the it is the safest of of all the uh, of all the items. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Holt said the fact that neither of y'all chose anything from Taco. I Bell. still have a pick left. Thank okay, you. go ahead. I, I, I want to answer that if you don't take something. I just from want Taco you to. Bell. I just want you to look at my little my little list here. You can't read it, but right here, Chalupa. That's my special item. To me, that's the best thing at Taco Bell. Now, here's why I didn't take anything from Taco Bell. And I'm not going to lie to you. I considered several because I don't care what the item is. Taco Bell has eight natural items, okay? They just repackage them 43 different ways. The only one that they've ever taken away from me that I was angry about was the Mexican pizza. And do you know why? Because of the Mexican pizza sauce. If they had put that in a quesadilla, then you could have kept not having the tostada because I didn't need that. I just needed the Mexican pizza sauce, which is what makes that thing so delicious. <laughs> I can't pick an item for Taco Bell because it's all just the same things mm-hmm. and it's held a different way. It's all about in Taco, the, in, in quesadilla. The vessel, yeah, in the vessel that it's in. It's just, okay. That's the beauty of Taco Bell. You can walk up and go, hey, give me the five buck box. Yep. Do you want to know what's in it? Nope, because I don't care. Yep. Uh, honorable mentions for me were the uh, checkers fries. Those are the other ones that I have made special oh, trips for. There used to be a checkers directly beside the hotel that I stayed at. In, I want to say in Savannah. Mm-hmm. I would go there every single time I, that I landed in that city. That was the place where I would always get two orders of fries, one for the ride home and the other one to enjoy with the double champ that i just got from the drive-thru and that man had a heart attack at 40 years old ladies and gentlemen and i believe that tells you why who is shocked uh also had the frisco burger from hardy's on my list that's always my favorite there uh nick lance said the burger king bacon king is better than any whopper if you don't like the extra stuff you're right the thing that wh- the reason i took the whopper is because it's one that naturally puts mayonnaise on the burger and i like mayonnaise on a burger mm-hmm so for me, that was safe because I feel like I absolutely demolished tanking this. Yep. And for once, we're going to let you vote on it on the social medias. Uh, Sir Jamothy says, uh, no Culver's. Um, I've never been to a look, Culver's. Look, I feel like I feel like my Wisconsin buttery pick should also count for, Cul- for Culver's because they have the same burger there, and apparently that's the only place you can get it now in Asheville. I didn't even know that the uh, Steak and Shake had closed. Uh, so the, and a low key reason that I wanted to do this is that over the next, I'll say next couple of months, because football season is really, it's really taxing on us. Yep. Uh, I am going to start an ancillary TikTok channel talking about fast food items. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I've been inspired by the, uh, the, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's Kevin something that he's really funny and his food reviews are fantastic. But we also want to do that with Asheville foods. We've tried to do this forever and 
I don't know what healthy things to eat. So if you work at a restaurant, if you really like a restaurant or if you own a restaurant, shoot me a message, uh, Jeremy at the sportsocracy.com. I would love to come try your place and trust me, I will give you a lot of free advertising if it's good <laughs> because I would eat the same thing every day as tank. Yep. I've done it for seven weeks. Yes. Yes, he has. I've eaten more bowls of chili and more bowls of chicken salad. You can check a stick at I need, I need keto things that I can put in the face hole. Right. Uh, Jason Trump says Tank hasn't met fast food that he didn't like, it seems. You're absolutely correct. There is a reason why at one point in my life I weighed 370 pounds. Is that the highest you got? That's the highest I got, 370 pounds. And today I weigh 225 pounds. So I have done... A lot of work to get here, God and I'm not going back to two-trip Tank Spencer at fast food restaurants. I promise you that. God, when I met you, I would have, I would have guaranteed you were forward some change. Exactly. Exactly. I guess being 5'6", it just right, it, makes you look a little heftier than you are. Just get a little rounder, you know. Uh, <laughs> ain't much place to spread those pounds out when you're so short. Uh, anyhow, yeah, there were a lot of places that we could have chosen from. I think we got a good collection of things there. Um, it was far closer than you want to let on Jeremy, but we will, uh, we'll let them decide. We'll let the people decide. Well, the McRib is without a doubt. That is the polarizing choice that will decide who wins this. And you will be able to vote on that on our social medias sometime after the show. Well, I always set that expectation too high. And then I'm like, ah, they already forgotten. (laughs) So it'll be sometime tonight. Yeah. You're in the sportsocracy. This ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We will get back to the sports, but first, when we come back from the break, it'll be time for the most important message of the day. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel. Shops. At Ingalls, we've got plenty to be thankful for, and it all starts with you. Thank you for continuing to trust us as your local grocer for the past 60 years. Thanks for everything, and happy Thanksgiving from our family to yours. It is the Sportsocracy. Welcome back into the Ingalls studio, and it's time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Indeed. Um, got this from a uh, from a member of the House of Reprehensibles. This comes to us from British Columbia, where a prison in, prison in British Columbia's Fraser Valley is struggling to contain a spiraling drug problem because they have drones coming in and dropping drugs, like massive amounts of drugs, over the prison walls. This is not a new scenario. We've had stories like this in the past. To me, it is just the the sheer magnitude of which they're dealing with this. Uh, just on Wednesday, the report was that uh, ofi- officials at the prison seized almost 200 grams of crystal meth 
inside. Uh, it's also said that there have been two fatal overdoses in the prison since mid-October. This is just a disturbing trend for me, though, where, and I guess it should be for corrections officers as well. Not only do you have to police what's inside, but you also have to police what's flying over the prison as well. I think there's got to be like radar systems that every prison's going to get now, just so they can make sure that nobody's trying to do this. One would think any longer. Modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> right. My story is about a 30-year-old in Connecticut. His name's Colby Parker. He lives in Mansfield, Connecticut, and he had a serious problem. Earlier in the week, he went to the supermarket, had a child with him Mm -hmm. at the supermarket for a while. Child goes missing. Mm -hmm. So what does he do? He calls the Connecticut State Police, who showed up on scene. They combed the supermarket. They went through all of the places around the supermarket trying to find this lost child. No, it doesn't say how old the child is. But with him being 30, you can assume that the child is 12 or younger. Now, they then proceeded to go pull the surveillance tape from the supermarket. And they realized that Mr. Parker had shown up at the supermarket two times that day. The first time he showed up with a child. The second time he showed up with no child. Mm-hmm. He left the kid at home. Kid was at home. They went to his home address and went, found him. He forgot. And do you know why he forgot? Because he was high on Because he was high on crimes. So he called police. They witnessed him driving a vehicle. So he was arrested for felony DUI, which I don't know exactly. I don't know the difference in those two. Connecticut might be a different state. I don't know. And child endangerment charges based on him calling the cops to report a kid that he didn't bring to the grocery store missing that is a next level stupid criminal you called the cops to say hey i'm doing crimes you should come stop me (laughs) stupid criminals will always keep this segment fresh oh no doubt also don't you know drive under the influence with children or at all just don't do just don't do dumbest things Mm -hmm. that's really it's broad enough to encompass it all. Uh, Jeremy, you like to live by one philosophy, but you are what your record says you are. Correct. What do you mean by that? Well, what got me, and we've done this over the years of, well, yeah, this quarterback, uh, is your record a quarterback stat? And what got me thinking about this was the Chicago Bears are going back to Justin Fields. I don't really understand why, but they are. Do you know what his record is as a starting quarterback in the NFL? 5-11. He's started way more games than that. I know. He is 6-25. and 25. It's the worst winning percentage for any quarterback that has started more than 12 games in the NFL actively. One of the worst of all time. Now, you all know that I believe that that, that win-loss record, that's quarterback stat. All right? Because if you give this enough time, it plays itself out. And very rarely are there instances where that's not the case. Ryan Tannehill is 10 games over 500. 
well, for a, he's been the definition of average for his entire career. And for two years with the Titans, he was slightly better than that. The record makes sense. Andy Dalton, lifelong record, 83 and 82, because he is the most vanilla milkshake in all of milkshake kingdom. The one that people always come back to is Matthew Stafford. Well, that team was absolutely horrifically bad. He is 13 games below 500, mm -hmm. but he did win a Super Bowl, but he had to be traded to do so. Mm -hmm. He also had pretty good talent in Detroit, and it didn't matter. Why? Because he turned the ball over a lot. And where I'm headed with this is, if you're the Chicago Bears, what is the purpose of this? All right, you're going to have two top five picks. I think that's almost unmistakable. Do you think you're going to learn something that you haven't learned in the first 31 games of, the, of his career? No. Do you, and I'm asking you this, do you actually think he's better than Tyson Bajant right now? I didn't ask more talented. I asked, is he better? Is he a better starting quarterback in the NFL right now than Tyson Bajant? I'll say no. The fact you have to think about that is proof positive of exactly what I'm getting ready to say. Yeah. There's no point in doing this. There's no point. Because all you're going to do, if you're Chicago, there are only a handful of ways you can lose. All right? You've got the Carolina Panthers pick. They're absolutely horrifically awful, and they're just not going to win games. So you're going to end up with a pick in the top five. From them. Worst case scenario. Yes. You're not winning enough games to get out of the top 10. Correct. Okay, so draw me the line for these last seven games that could be productive with Justin Fields. What's what's going to happen that would make even um, – uh, that would change anything about the way you look at the world? If I'm the Bears, I got to hope that he's coming in and he is going to play better than he has – at any stretch in his career, and up his trade value. To me, that's the only that's the only benefit. Okay, here. so you're trying to up the trade value. I get. I, I mean, yeah. The I next mean, four weeks. Do you know who the Bears play? Uh, at the Lions, at the Vikings, the Lions again, and at the Browns. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where I find that to be a very flawed thought. I've told you multiple times there are quarterbacks that there are some people that are just not rational about. Justin Fields is one, Tim Tebow is one, Colin Kaepernick is one, Cam Newton is one, Baker Mayfield is one. There have been a lot of these guys over the years. So let's say you up the trade value for Justin Fields. What does that mean? It means he played well. Mm -hmm. it means you can't move off of him. It means you can't move off of him. Because you have two top five picks or two top ten at the very worst. If he plays well, you think Chicago Bear fans are going to go, yeah, let's sign up to get Drake May. Hey, because the last time we drafted a North Carolina quarterback, it went so well. No, Does you it. need him to sit exactly where he's sitting right now. Because I think we are finally to the point that Bears fans have gotten to the point of, that ain't the franchise. I don't know what he is. I'm not saying he's not talented. He's not a franchise quarterback. So you're either going to play him, he's going to be awful, and it's going to get the fan base even more to where I think they already are. And Typhoon has trade value even mm -hmm. further. Mm -hmm. Or he's going to play well, and you're going to be stuck with him. Either one of those two things sound particularly palatable to you? The only way that I think you get stuck with him, and look, when I say he plays well, I mean, you know, he's efficient enough where a team that doesn't have a quarterback, maybe they look at him and go, we'll give you something for it. Nobody, I don't, nobody's going to give you a first-round pick. or no. Nobody's giving you a second-round pick. But if I can get a, 
don't know, yeah, three or four maybe. What does he have to do to do that? I don't know. I don't know what he has to do. But he has to play well enough for us not to win games to where I can still move off of him in the end. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that would work. But I feel like there is little opportunity for Justin Fields to hang on to this job after this year. I would agree with you. I would sit him and not play him. But if you're playing Sitting him, him and not playing him is the only way the end of this season goes the way you want it to. Yeah, if you're playing him, the only two things you could be looking at here is either, one, he's going to play well enough to improve his stock that I can trade him later. And to me, that with fan base, you can't do that. Or two, it's going to be horrific. It's going to continue to be horrific. And that just hammers home my point of we have to move on. And that's th- th- that's my point, is that there's a yeah, but with both of those. Mm-hmm. He plays well, and now there's going to be a large portion of the fan base that really wants him here. And why is this happening? Because Matt, Eber- Matt Eberflos is coach- coaching for his job. He doesn't care about what happens to the Chicago Bears. He cares about what happens to Matt Eberflus. He's dead man walking. We both agree with that. There is nothing he can do at the end of this season to keep himself employed by the Chicago Bears. Fact or fiction? Fact. He doesn't see it that way. He thinks, oh, I can put Justin Fields out there, and what if he has another run like he had last year where he rushed for 300 and something yards in two games? Well, then Chicago, you've laid yourself a big grumper upon your own porch step. Because now you've got a quarterback that you know is not the guy. I know he's not the guy. I've known he wasn't the guy since the minute you said his name on the podium. And he can attest to that because he was sitting right beside me when I said it. Mm -hmm. So now you're just doing nothing but pushing yourself into chaos. Meanwhile, you could have put this kid on IR. I think you would have gotten something for him. I think you will still get something for him, no matter how bad he is, because somebody's going to be intoxicated by the talent. You could have rolled with Tyson Bajan, and who knows? Maybe he improves. Maybe he does a Josh Dobbs-level improvement over his career, and here is why I say that. What is Josh Dobbs' career record as a starter? If you had to take just a, 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 I'll say, a puncher's guess at it. I don't know. I'd say it's probably close to 500. It's not. Really? He's 2-9. and nine. Ooh, okay. He's 2-9 and nine because he didn't start that game last week. He came in later. Okay. He started again, or not last week, the week before. So that one didn't count. He was horrific. He started 0-7 as a starter in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But you give him some time, and he turns into Josh Dobbs. I think Tyson Bajant could have done that. I firmly believe that. Now, does that mean he's your quarterback for the future? No, because nobody is going to bang the drum for Tyson Bajan. It's not going to happen. Because we all know he's limited. He could be a backup quarterback, and maybe he improves your draft stock a little bit. I, I don't know. Maybe you lose an extra game that you wouldn't lose with Justin Fields. What's the purpose? You think you're going to make a run to the playoffs? Because I'll go ahead and tell you you're not. Right. And there's nothing you can do to do so. This is just another example of a loser franchise. They should be looking in the long term and they're looking in the short term because you have kept a coach around here that is looking out for their own hide and not looking out what's best for you. And that's the reason that programs like the bears and the lions in the past, the Browns in the past, the jets in the past, the present and probably the future. Uh, and all the Arizona Cardinals, it's the reason you go on a vicious cycle. 
because you hire a guy, there's all this momentum, there's all this hype, they draft a quarterback. The quarterback doesn't work out, the coach is tied to the quarterback, there's all this, oh, well, the quarterback's not working out. Then you get to the point where you're getting ready to fire the coach, and the, co- the coach realizes if the quarterback doesn't succeed, I can't survive, so I have to ride with this. Eberflus did not draft Justin Fields, he inherited him. But when he signed on for this job, he agreed. My tenure is tied to Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Now you have somebody that's basically gone rogue and is looking out for their own selfish devices. And don't be shocked when this causes a controversy, and I will be here to tell you that I told you so. You're in the sportsocracy, this ESPN Asheville. That'll do it for us today. We will be back with you tomorrow at noon here on ESPN Asheville, and uh, we will have a football Thursday for you tomorrow football thursday there you go we'll be off this friday see you back here tomorrow at noon the best season of the year is here tailgate season monster brewing presents this season's mvp the beast unleashed with four bold familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar beast unleashed is your new pre-game ritual with white haze mean green peach perfect and scary berries there's a flavor for every fan the beast unleashed six percent alcohol by volume unleashed responsibly must be 21 or over beast unleashed available at your local retailer real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa hyatt zach with exp realty your native realtor serving all of western north carolina i will work hard for you and i believe in doing the right thing every time i market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers i use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343 it would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does WBN auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch